Welcome back to Judging Book Covers, your monthly book club podcast. I'm Stephanie Cortez, and as always, I have my two wonderful co-hosts here, Megan and Ollie. How are you guys doing today? Good. How are you? Good. Good. Just hanging out, <laughs> waiting for spring. <laughs> I am doing better than last time. So, um, are you? Uh, <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> I have no idea why I sounded so grumpy the last time. Or, and according to my sister, um, when she texted to make sure I was okay, uh, she also said, why does it sound like you're talking from a cave when the other two people sound like they're talking from a studio? And it turns out that I did not have a microphone with me that time and I was recording oh, no. two laptops. And then the weird thing about it was, Megan had an issue with her audio that didn't get to me the first time it came as blank. And yet still, after oh, she yeah, went and recovered it from some sort of recovery place, so I don't even know what she did, it still sounded much better than mine. So, um, yeah, I'm in both a better place metaphysically and physically. <laughs> it's Wonderful. Because the recording software I use, I have to mute so that I don't hear myself talking the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like it just picks up everything and feeds it right back in. Uh, and if I export with it still muted, it sends a blank tape. Ah, it was so funny fun. when it came to me because it was still a huge file, but it was a huge so file sorry. of nothing. I was like, going, am I doing something wrong? So I texted Megan. Megan's well, like, no, no, I got that too. Don't worry. I'll send you a, a better copy. So I still only understand how you managed to do that. Well done. Because I thought we were going to have to record again. <laughs> no 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 thankfully i have messed around and recorded plenty in the past year to know all the ins and outs of how much i break my recording software super fun oh <laughs> uh, how are you doing stephanie oh, pretty good i finally saw scream six yes what'd you think saw it last night i really enjoyed it I one day my theory is going to be right about who the killer is. I'm just waiting for I'm waiting for him to come back. I mean, actually, so I don't know if we want to get into spoilers about the movie. That's fair, Ollie. Do you? But hear? I, Ollie, have you seen it? I have not seen it yet. Um, not seen, okay, nope. So okay, but I I'm fairly then certain. I'm just going to say from the trailers who it is. Ooh, who is it? Though? Oh, okay. What's your Absolutely, guess? Jenna Ortega. She's shooting at herself in that in that scene in the trailer. Now, I I have no idea, okay. and I I'll be honest with you, I don't think I've ever known in any screen movie who the killer yeah. was. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, I saw John Wick four. Yeah. Oh, how was, was that? that? It's it's excellent. A John Wick movie. It's it's better than John Wick three was. Are you guys watching Ted Lasso now that it's back? Yellow yes. Jacket started this weekend. I haven't watched that yet. I was I like, what is this thing? Season. Oh my god, I love Yellow Jackets. <laughs> I know. What is this thing on my screen that keeps telling me that a new season is oh my god? So it's like, I thought it was coming out today. It came out yesterday. Very excited. I haven't Still seen either of those yet, but I loved Yellow Jacket season one. So I'm super excited. I'm, yeah. I'm yes. kind of doing the same thing I've done with Mandalorian, which is I'm going to let it get a couple episodes ahead so that so that if I feel like I need to watch two in a row or three in a row, I can. There you that, go. Nice. I like that. We do watch, man. That's the one we watch every Wednesday. <laughs> we Although finally... I did tell George, I'll, just, I'll be late, <clears throat> home later, 
during a certain training period in April and May. And I was like, it, it's totally fine. If you don't want to wait, you can watch it without me. I give you my blessings. True love waits. <laughs> he did. He's like, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to wait. <laughs> Good. True love waits. Like, which is why yeah. I haven't watched Yellow Jackets yet. The way for yes. red. Very good. Good. We uh we did finish The Last of Us. Very oh, yeah. good. It's great. And then we started Schmegadoon, uh, because season two How is started. Is it? it is hilarious. I okay. love it. It is dumb in a great way. What and the songs keep getting stuck in my head. What is Schmegadoon? Yeah. So it is I think it's six episodes. It's either six or eight episodes, but it's um, this couple, um, Cecily Strong and Key of Key and Peel. I can't think of what his first name is. Is it Keegan Michael? Yes. Yeah. Um, and they are. They've been together for five years. They go to this like retreat for couples to like couple therapy, and and during a storm in the woods, they wander into a town called Schmigadoo. Which is like the golden age of musicals. So <laughs> there's like a parody song to the Do Re Mi song. There's one to It's Cold Out or Baby It's Cold Outside. Um, it's absurd and wonderful. Alan Cummings in it, Aaron Tavet, oh. Dove Cameron, uh, Kristen Chenoweth. So it's ridiculous, but it's a lot of fun. And the I second. I saw the commercials. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Oh, the second season's called Schmicago, and that just makes oh. me laugh every time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I didn't realize the second, it was called something else. Okay. So I'd seen the commercials for the first one, and I, during my maternity leave, and I just didn't Same. turn it on. <laughs> and I should have. I should I, have. When I realized Aaron Tavette was in it, I was like, I have to give it one sh- one episode. And mm-hmm. then I was immediately like, no, I have to show this to Red and Alex. I have to make them watch this. Did you guys read anything fun? It wasn't yes. for the podcast, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah stephanie tell us about i am <laughs> how much back on the train <laughs> <laughs> back on the train going into work three days a week so i've finished three books so far from my train rides the Amazing. first two are the hollow crown series by zareda cordova um incendiary yeah. wait yeah incendiary and then illusionary which I had an Ollie moment when I got to the end of the first one. I was like, this is part of a series. What's going on? <laughs> I didn't recommend it. I haven't read this. Right. Like, I can't, I can't play Megan. <laughs> this was me. <laughs> Did this to myself. Because um, I was doing it on my Kindle and I, like, tapped to go to what I thought was going to be the next chapter to hopefully resolve something. And it was, like, acknowledgments. Oh, so, no. um, immediately bought the next book. Yeah. <laughs> but it was really good. Magic. You know, it was basically evil king trying to destroy all the magic people. That's not um, easy. Just because, yeah, it just, it's bad. Um, but it was, really, it was really good. The different types of magic, like our main character can, um, it's it's taking memories from people. So they, like, it's not reading minds. It's literally taking a memory from you. And if she takes all of your memories, she leaves you as a hollow. So like, you kind of eventually just slowly die because you don't remember how to do anything. Not she's not a bad guy. <laughs> she was manipulated by one of the bad guys who worked for the king when she was a little girl. Got away from them. She's with the rebels, and then there's this love story. And I had a theory, and I'm not going to say what it was, just in case you read it. I had a theory, and I was right. And I felt so satisfied <laughs> that I was right about it, and it was done very well. Awesome. Um, 
Yeah, but then other types of magic, like that people who can persuade people to do certain things, or like others who can create illusions. So it was really good. Definitely crying on the train at one point. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I've added the first to my library list. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. Let me know when you read it. Absolutely. And then the third one I read, I believe Ollie is going to mention. Yeah. So I'm going to pause there. (laughs) So I'll save my crying, uh, crying while listening to an audiobook story for for afterwards. But um, yeah, last episode, I I wasn't quite a fan of the book that we read the the way you guys were. um, What Lies in the Woods. (laughs) Uh, but Megan really no. <laughs> Megan beseeched <laughs> me to uh, read another book by Kate Alice Marshall. Uh, so I read Rules for Vanishing, um, and I uh, kind of fooled her in the think that I was going to say positive things about it. But now I'm on the podcast and record. I'm going to say that I absolutely <laughs> adored this book. Uh, it, it's one of the best <laughs> books I've read in the last year and a bit. I, it, I think it's wonderful. I'm like so excited from from page one or two when it's like a, a it really sets the scene it re like i'll tell you how how good i enjoyed it and i was talking to my two beloved co-hosts before the podcast started i want to read another <laughs> horror book which might come up at the end um and i don't read horror we've I, like it's one of the first things i said is like it's just not a genre i read um myself and megan and stephanie as well i hope are going to maybe do a little bit of writing this year and tr- or this week or this month and try and put in a submission get it published or whatever and i'm gonna write a horror story never done it that's how good this book was this is how it affected me I, it's genuinely <laughs> i'm so brilliant. excited uh i love it with the the previous book we'd read from her i just felt like there was twists for the sake of twists whereas this there are still twists but let's i got twisted like i i, I didn't <laughs> i didn't get annoyed by them i enjoyed them i was like oh oh but that's so good and yeah so um <laughs> rules for vanishing and the weird thing about it was i looked it up and it has a lower rating than what lies in the woods and really I don't understand that i think this is a vastly superior book to what lies in the woods wow. so i don't know what's going on in goodreads but i like I think this was brilliant. I genuinely <laughs> loved it. I, I'm not sure if she's written any other books, but if she has, I will probably try and pick those up as well because this has made me a fan of yeah, her they're... writing. Oh, gosh. That's awesome. I did. I bought... Oh, so I also read it. I was like, okay. I mean, I'll take any recommendation from Megan. And then Ollie was raving about it. I was like, okay, I gotta get this. Is, I'm done with the Hollow Crown series. I need something else. Got the rules for vanishing. Loved it. Was legitimately creeped out. I described, like, because people legit die in this yes. <laughs> described the two yep. first ones that we see to George. And he was like, this is a YA book. And I was like, yeah, yep. <laughs> yep. Um, oh God. What is the name of it? It's on my Kindle. Let me see if I can. Is it these fleeting shadows? <sighs> I don't remember. I didn't start it. That's okay. I just I... immediately was like, what's the next thing? Cause it sound, it seemed like there was going to be something more about the doctor. And I found uh... whatever it was and I bought it see okay because i got these fleeting shadows by her to read but i haven't read it yet but there's also our last echoes okay yeah that one is about bitter rock and the doctor ashford is in it as is uh i forget her name the other woman that was working with him Ooh. okay um so yeah about that one because i was like all right, creep me out some more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, oh, here for it. It's really good. Like, 
have not, mm-hmm. it's such a weird thing to, to be saying without going into details because this isn't a review part or a recap part. <laughs> it's vicious in a way that I really uh-huh. enjoyed. It's brutal in a way I wasn't expecting. And the the turn, if I can describe it that about three quarters <laughs> of the way through, uh-huh. did not, I 100% had no idea that was coming. And then when, as soon as I read it, I was like, oh, I should have picked up on that. Like, and I, and not in a, I'm disappointed in myself kind of way, in a, that was really well hidden. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh-huh. And also, uh-huh. Uh-huh. It, it starts out by making you think it's going to be spooky shit. And I'm not saying it's not spooky shit, but, you know, could be some spooky shit going on. <laughs> no, it's definitely spooky. I reread it as well. Um, and enjoyed it just as much the second time like it's probably i think i read it the year it came out mm-hmm. so it's been a few years and i was like hmm, is this gonna happen or did i nope nope oh i can see where that's coming now kind of thing yeah so i love the way it was done with like interviews of the survivors afterwards but you're still not entirely sure yes. how many people survived this yeah. and then video clippings from so-and-so's phone or so-and-so's camera or pictures yes. you know or little articles here or things found online i really like the way that it was put together yeah, it's same I, I love that sort of style um and like almost like fine footage but the book version mm-hmm. i'm sure megan knows the exact time right. for that sort of thing but it's it's really good for what for a book that's not written in a normal narrative style it's got like Lost oh no with different documents and stuff it's pistolary pistolary yes, i, I knew i couldn't remember because uh because we did dangerously is and that's a pistolary novel I don't it's know also why a pistolary novel uh-huh. no that's fair um you're right i do know the word for that i thought you were being an ass no no i did i knew you did because we talked about it the last time um i also read a david gemmel novel because I, I tend to do david gemmel's my favorite like light i was gonna say light author but it's not really light like but i read a book of his that i hadn't read since it first came out which is the first chronicles of just a oh, legend nice. and uh all i can say is 20 years later 26 years later it hits completely different um i mean i was i was driving home i finished it yesterday i was driving home i just i'd be down with my son and i've been playing with him for a couple of hours and then i went around to my i was around in my best friend's house and i was hanging out with john and we were having a great time and i was driving home i was like oh i'll finish out this novel and it ends with uh have you guys ever seen tombstone the movie yes it's been a long no. time but yeah. so there's a brilliant scene where doc holiday and this is not a spoiler because obviously doc holiday dies in and around the tombstone events and Doc Holliday's, what? <laughs> so Doc Holliday's on his deathbed and Wyatt Earp is sitting beside him and it's just uh, like it, it gets me every time like I'm in floods of tears David Gemmell wrote a scene almost identical to that in First Chronicles of Just a Legend and when I was a kid nice. reading it like 18 17 18 meant nothing to me I was like <laughs> look at that and this book finishes with Just the Legend a character whose name is The Legend uh, crying over something that's happening beside him and i was there going oh god oh no oh, i'm crying in the car what if i get pulled over by the guards they're gonna ask why i'm crying i'm gonna be like because Bruce's friend is sick and he's like come on yeah so uh just, it turns out as you get older different books hit differently yep yes oh yeah my i actually started six feet under i don't know if you ever watched that 
the but TV show? It's, my mm. mother watched it. It's a TV show. It was an HBO show. Mm. Uh, yeah. Dexter before he was Dexter. And it's um, set, in, Krauss it's set in uh, a mortician's funeral house. Yeah, funeral home. Yeah. Yes. So apparently my mother watched it in her 30s. And now that she's in her 50s, which is the same age as the mom is, um, she's, you know, redoing it and seeing the differences. Uh, and she just finished it and she said the last season made her sob. Uh, so I started it because she was like, you were in your 30s. Watch this show. <laughs> Fine, mom. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I, it made me think of like when we did Devil Wears Prada and reading that as a like coming out of college versus someone in her you know 30s and mm-hmm. the amount that stuff changes over the years. It's always really good. That's the sign of something good if you can still take away something yeah. from it that's not shut up, you child. <laughs> Which is my thoughts on Devil Wears Prada. So shut up you child yes i mean that's fair that's a good summary yeah <laughs> good. megan did you read anything else uh i actually didn't read a lot this month uh did i talk about the getaway last time because that was what i finished at the beginning of march but i was reading it in february it's basically like a, a dystopian uh, novel it's a ya novel but it's like if they built a Disney theme park, but it's not Disney. It's like a competitor for Disney as the world was ending. Yeah. No, you, you didn't oh. talk about that. Okay. So it's by Lamar Giles. Um, and it's, I, I'm trying to figure out how to explain it other than like, so the world has started ending like New York, Florida, underwater, that kind of ended. And someone built a resort so you can work and live in the resort Um, or, you know, rich people from all over the world came and visited the resort. Well, when the world actually finally ends, collapses, all the rich people come to this resort and start being terrible to the employees. So it's about three kids that work at this resort and kind of, yeah, it's, it's very dark. Uh, It was really good. Um, But it is very much like a, well, I can see how that's going to (laughs) happen. Yeah, no. What was it called? Uh, The Getaway. The Getaway. I'm adding that to my list here. It sounds really good. It sounds like the kind of thing that's going to be a movie in the next three years. I could see that. But, like, it's very much a... um... Ooh, this cover. (laughs) Right? (laughs) It's dark. I love it. It, it's very similar to I know Stephanie's read Hunger Games. Have you read Hunger Games, Ollie? Yeah. Uh, so you know, in book two, Catching my dumbass thought I could. So in Catching Fire, um, when the piece like they go back to District Twelve and everything gets really like suddenly they're doing um lashes, lashing, mm-hmm. and things like that. It's kind of like that vibe where it's like everything's really chill. You kind of have accepted your oppression because it's not that bad, and then suddenly everything changes. Um. And it's it's very good. It's not a it's not a series. <laughs> good. This is a one off. I I tend to really love YA horror. I think it just kind of hits that horror spot, sweet spot for me. Of you know, you know when it's going to be like the getaway is a commentary. It's social commentary. It's horror based on social commentary. Um, the weight of blood by Tiffany Jackson is a Carrie retelling. It's going to have supernatural elements. Uh, Rules for vanishing. The supernatural, supernatural. And I feel like uh, we're going to read an adult horror next. And I think it's going to be one of those things we're all going to come out of going, what the fuck happened? What, you know, was it supernatural or not? So I am excited mm-hmm. to, you know, get into that. 
part of me is like, we should do two horror books just to. <laughs> just to, no, I I agree, um, and you're right. Uh, a lot of times with YA novels, they're straightforward, which is good. It's good yes. that you don't mm-hmm. have to. Everything doesn't yeah. have to be House of Leaves. In fact, nothing needs to be House of Leaves. <laughs> I'll throw my hatred towards it again. This feels very much like when Megan and I, when we read the Pet Cemetery. Yes. We wanted. We wanted. I feel like we really wanted to be scared. We wanted Stephen King to scare us. Joe Hill. Mm-hmm. Oh, Nosferatu. I will never. Um, and I was like, I just want to go back to when I was a kid reading Fear Street and being terrified by this evil yeah. spirit that had inhabited all these cheerleaders. Exactly. And that's kind of what Rules of Vanishing like brought me back to. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Where I was just like, I am just yeah. scared for everyone. I don't want my horror to comment or make me question things about myself. I just want to be scared. Right. Like, unless I'm seeking that kind of horror. Just, just when, right. when Stephanie mentioned it there. Remember we recorded a three-hour episode on Fear Street, and then <laughs> I do, my yeah, the, the Fear Street episode, <laughs> yeah, that will never ever be released. It just, guys, oh. just for the, the listeners, it, my laptop literally went to blue screen of death. Everything just wiped itself. You had a magnet put on a, a magnet, top of it, right? Yeah, magnets right. were just left on top of my laptop. Hey, I left, I left mm. your magnets back into the room. Oh, where'd you leave them? On your laptop. Why? <laughs> People are not the sharpest. The other book I read this week was one of Brandon Sanderson's secret uh, projects that he <laughs> had got kickstarted. I read his book, Tress of the Emerald Sea, and I found it delightful. I thought it was a I've wonderfully written book. I think that anybody who is a fan of um, The Princess Bride should read it. It's like a retelling of The Princess Bride. Oh, that's exciting. And it's good. Yeah. It's really good. Now, it's not... It's not the best fantasy book I've read in the last. It's not the best fantasy book I've read in the last week, but it's it's a really well written, enjoyable book. Book uh, news has been weird the past few weeks. We've got um, the woman who tried to copyright cocky uh, had like a like ran from the police, went missing. They found her in Hawaii. Now she's missed her court date. Copyright the word cocky. Yes. Oh, because oh, because of the 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 the, the cocky Cocky, novels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, The cocky brothers. Yeah, this was years ago, but yeah, she's she's gone off the deep end. It took me a second there to remember you were talking about those novels about the uh, the brothers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And now there's like people are wanting to say that like YA literature is going away because it's kind of plateaued. and I haven't really looked into this. It's just been a weird month for books. And it's just like, everybody calm down. It's okay. Books are here to stay. And even if they weren't, we have yeah. so many of them. Yes. So I, many. I can't believe people think YA is going away. Right. Like, how would it? Why? YA has been around for over a hundred years. Yeah. I mean, not in the capacity that it is now, but... Um, you know, Little Women, Peter Pan, Alice in Wonderland, all of those are, you know, approaching, if not over a hundred years. No, old now. I just never can remember when Little Women was written. But um there like children's literature started, it just has developed and refined over the years. That's all. Also, tried to watch Hunger Games last night. I watched the first one fine. 
got to the point where she's about to go into the arena, she and Senna are talking. I was crying too hard. I was like, I gotta stop. Can't do it. That was my crying moment of the week. It's yeah. Like, that's a bit where they beat Senna up. Uh, no, I couldn't even get to that part. Oh, no. I was like, it's coming. I know it's coming, and I cannot deal with this. I still have not seen the movies. I, I <laughs> When we read those, I had started... God, I had started at my current company, and I remember talking to some coworkers. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm reading these for my podcast. I've never seen the movie, so Lisa and I were going to do a movie date. Right. And then COVID happened, and then I never watched them. Right. <laughs> so. All on Netflix. Yeah. Have you seen the Divergent oh, okay. movies? Yes. No. Okay. Those uh, movies are so bad. But such I got thoughts. annoyed with the actress. And I, oh, yeah. Oh, that's so fair. It's 100% okay to get annoyed with her. Um, I kind of like the first Divergent movie. I, like, okay. It's not a good movie, but it's, yeah, it's a good movie. Like, I, oh. I will say Divergent has led to some of the fan fiction that I think about most frequently. Um. And I reread them a couple of years ago, and they're not good. They're no, not. No, no, God, they're not. No. I enjoy them, but they're not good. Uh, the first, the first two Hunger Games movies, I think, are good. Um, I think Mockingjay Part One and Mockingjay Part Two suffers from where they decided to make the split in the story, because it doesn't really yeah, feel like an, a natural split there, and it, it just makes Mockingjay Part One then just feel like a really incomplete movie. Like it's like here's two hours of nothing to end up in eh, vaguely the same position you were in so well i was gonna say <laughs> it's better that divergent that made divergent or allegiant part one and then just eventually just renamed it to allegiant or whatever <laughs> alliant whatever that movie's called because they will never make the second half of that damn movie yeah it just ends as a positive story even even allegiant <laughs> didn't it it just went to netflix i don't think it was ever released in the cinema oh it was released in really? the cinema yeah. nope i saw it oh. in cinema with Mari. Oh my god. We so, saw it, we laughed the whole time. We did that and uh Deadpool, I think, was the double feature we did that day. I was convinced one of them had or maybe it was Allegiant Part Two was going to be finished by Netflix. Um, oh no, it's never coming out. Yeah, and then nobody was like, Nah, <laughs> you can leave it. They tried to sell it to streaming and they were like, No, we don't want this. And then yeah. and the cast was like, We don't want to come back. They, yeah. They managed, <laughs> no one wants to do that. They managed yeah. to put in people that at the time, even at the time, nobody was okay with. Like, like if you put Miles Teller in a movie now, he's just been in Top Gun Maverick and he's great and he's got the mustache and everybody's like, oh, cool, Miles Teller, he's got a glow up, whatever. <laughs> but Miles Teller, when they were doing those movies, nobody liked them. And who's the other no. antagonist? Jai Courtney. Wow. We all <laughs> love Jai I Courtney. Would... I went through a weird phase where I actually, I think that Jai Courtney, and if I'm wrong, please don't tell me. I think that he is just like some kind of himbo. Cause like I get good vibes from him, but God, they give him the worst roles on the planets. He, he's been good in one oh, yeah. movie. Okay. And that movie is the first Jack Reacher novel. And he gets brutally killed by Jack Reacher. And. <laughs> Other than that, That's I awful. Ollie. do not like Jai Courtney in anything I've ever seen him in. I think he's a terrible actor. He is so bad, he makes me wish Sam Worthington was in more movies. Jesus. Sorry. <laughs> I'm glad it's not directed at me, oh. but I 
<laughs> I feel for you, Jai Courtney, if you're li- if you're listening. Yeah, Jai Courtney, if you are I'm listening, sorry. I just want to say Oof. you've got a giant potato head. Stop. <laughs> and as an Irish person, I should like that. But <laughs> on that note, <laughs> I'll take that, you big handsome muscle bound man. I hope I hope this five foot six out of shape forty two year old Irish man saying he doesn't like your acting skills doesn't hurt you too much. Oh my god. Poor guy. He he was anyway. in <laughs> He was What was that? He was. In Terminator He was what? Genesis. I haven't seen that. No, I think the only thing I've seen of it, I I did see the Suicide Squad movie. I don't remember <laughs> it, boomerang. but that's what I saw him in, and I don't remember a thing about it. Uh, at least in that, they let <laughs> so him valid. have his Australian accent, so he he didn't have that's to try and torture us with his American. Life. Oh, apparently he's in that Kaleidoscope sure. Heist TV show that is on Netflix that like came to everybody out of order. So it's like an eight-part series where the last one's all the same. Uh, okay. And you try to figure out who did something. I, I I started it, like, I watched, like, maybe two minutes and was like, I don't have the brain capacity for this. And went on to probably Riverdale. I've watched a lot of Riverdale the last month and a half. We haven't even started talking books. I'm no, so no, sorry. No, no. It's okay. We can cut out, <laughs> I'll cut out some of the stuff. Um, so what book are we Why? talking about this week, Megan? So, oh, ask Stephanie. Oh, Stephanie. <laughs> Stephanie, what do you think the story was? So, we <laughs> are talking about Blackmail and Babinka by Mia P. Manansala, the third of the Tito Rossi's Kitchen Mystery series. Yay. Um, another cozy mystery for us. We've all read the first two, Arsenic and Adobo, Homicide and Hollow Hollow. Yeah. Is that what it, the first yes. one, the second yes. one is? Yep. And now we're here for the third one. And I believe the fourth one is coming out later this year. Did I make I that so. up? October. No, we did uh, talk yes. about that because when I read this book originally, um, it hadn't been announced yet. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. no, is it done? Because it is yes. a very good yes. ending in that case. Yep. I will say like, and I, it was. Su- I accepted like if this was going to be just a trilogy, like that was a good yeah. ending. Yes. And I believe it was supposed to be a trilogy because this one came out, I believe in november it was like the first book that i read after the baby that was like not related to the baby (laughs) um and then i saw she posted something or maybe it might have been her newsletter that i get um the email newsletter that she sends out where she announced that she's doing i think three or four more with them that the series is continuing i was like yes because i did not know it was supposed to be the end so i was very thankful for that no that's good i'm very excited i think she could keep going with this like it, oh yeah! Like uh, as all cozy mysteries, now that I've become more okay with the, uh, the the subgenre genre, <laughs> like that's really what they're lining up to be is yearly yearly release books. Like not to, not the gender books, right? Um, but this is like the female version of the Jack Reacher novels that Lee Childs fires out every single week which oh, yeah. every year which is aimed at men who are manly men and they're going on plane trips and need to read something in the I've airport. I've met that author. You've met Lee Childs? <laughs> Have I told you that? Oh. No. Yeah, I like? met him. Uh, I went to a signing because that's not his real name and I'm totally blanking on his real name. Um, but he did a book signing with one of my favorite authors, Harlan Coben. Cool. Um, 
and they which is just another kind of detective mystery series guy um james dover grant um and it didn't hit me because he does the jack reacher and something else i may be thinking of another guy i swear to god i thought it was him though it could have been i i don't know much about lee child except anytime i've read a jack reacher novel i vaguely enjoyed the jack reacher novels they're they're fine they're good it's like do you remember clive custler used to have a book every year and um Mm -hmm. who's the guy who wrote the book set in africa something like but you know those those kind of novels like that that's what a jack reacher novel is it's it's good and you enjoy it and that's what this like this novel i i kind of love these (laughs) like i like all of almost all of the characters and when somebody new comes in i'm like i'm suspicious of you (laughs) And I think that's <laughs> that's exactly what we're meant to be feeling. Fair. <laughs> Fair. Uh, so did you figure, anybody figure out the killer beforehand? Uh, no. I don't think so. This time I, there around. There were a couple. Yeah, mm-hmm. like this time around, I was like, I don't like you and I don't remember why. Mm-hmm. And that was the only clue I had. Okay. <laughs> For one of them. The other one, I was like, oh, yeah, no, it's very clear uh, he's a killer. Yeah. I think I did. I don't think that I did. I did figure out a couple of like a little mystery about Ronnie specifically. It's like, yes. OK, well, this is what's what you've been up to. Um, yeah. Yeah. Trouble. Do we want to do like a not spoilery? I was just looking to see when then this spoilery? came out. Yeah. Was it November? How long has it been? This came out last What's October? today? <laughs> Time. Oh, October. Yeah, I know. What is time? <laughs> oh, it really is. Uh, Wilbur Smith is the name of that author I was thinking of. And Nelson DeMille is just oh. another one of them. Wilbur Smith wrote Men of Men. He wrote a ton of books set in um, about Zuga Ballantyne in Rhodesia in the oh. in the wilds of Africa in the 40s and 50s. Like. <laughs> and again, perfectly fine books. And this year's perfectly fine. Uh, just to, uh, I was, that's why I sounded distracted there. I did not know who the killer was in this um <laughs> i was convinced it was her well again we'll get into spoilers in a second so maybe if people want to skip the spoiler section i was convinced it was a new character who had come in from her past stroke her auntie's mm-hmm. past her auntie's past um <laughs> and then when it turned when it was revealed who it was i was like oh oh yeah that makes more sense <laughs> Sorry, it's whoever writes the Prey series. For me, these exist on my either my grandmother or my father's shelf side by side, oh, and that's yeah. why John Sanford, mm. which is not his real name, but it's just another <laughs> uh, older gentleman that does a yearly detective book series. Yeah. Anyways, sorry, but the, yeah. like I said, those are <laughs> those are exactly what they need to be. So if um, oh, yeah. Mia P. Manasala, Manasala kept writing these i'm delighted I'll, I'll keep reading them i'll pick one of oh, these yeah. up every, every absolutely October. like yeah 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 getting some new recipes to make me really really hungry <laughs> yes i know i need to yes. find ube because i just want to cook with ube right now like that yeah. i think is going to be my april goal is to cook something with ube we have a love it. a bakery that does an ube tart they're like that big mm-hmm. they're so small mm-hmm. it's like 350 and it's so good every time that's what oh. i need to do it's just start making nice. ube tarts. Yes. 
I do want to make something from the one of these books. We right. did make skip ahead. We did make the coquito. Okay, good. from this book, and it's going to be our yearly Christmas thing. It was so good. <laughs> this is brilliant. Oh, it was so good. So we we have a mutual. Uh, friend Ileana uh, who's from Puerto Rico yeah. so after I read this mm-hmm. uh, I'm just going through my little chat because um, I was like reading about this cojito stuff I was like I'm, I'm gonna ask her if she knows what it is so my question is hello Ileana long time no chat how are you getting on hope you're doing really well uh, really quickly do you know what coquito is and she's like, of course I do. How would you even ask me that? Because she definitely knows what coquito is. <laughs> I know. I was There's like, way. I'm really excited. There's to no way. So, Any Puerto Rican is going to say, no, what is that? Said, How would you describe it? We're just about to do an episode on judging book covers and the book has a recipe for it and it sounds really delicious. And she said, it's probably the best thing you're ever going to have. It's better than eggnog. It's milky and silky and a little thick like a milkshake, uh, but it's like a boozy milkshake. Um, but the milk is all coconut uh, milk and you mix it in with mm-hmm. cream and it just feels really nice on your mouth. And I was like, Grant, oh damn, that sounds even better than mm-hmm. the book. She was like, my family makes it so strong that we have to take it out of shot glasses rather than large glasses. Oh shit. And I was like, that's I'm gonna have to So Ileana, sure. thank you very much for giving that, revo- <laughs> that review. I was like, I, I love wonder it. if this is actually, like these things are actually real. Like, because I don't know anything about oh, the yeah. food. Yeah. And um, oh. yeah, sounds yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. You it's should. really. I feel like my some of my stepmom's friends make it. I had friends at my old job who would make it and like sell it. It's so good. Yeah. I mean, I don't. The thing. Okay, so this is like. I should stop saying this. I don't like coconut. I should stop saying that because <laughs> as I've gotten older, I've yeah. come to actually like coconut <laughs> more. Coconut oh, things. You're be um, those I just don't like bars. the coconut texture. Oh no, I don't. I don't, I don't do... know if I can do mounds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I like coconut milk and things i like coconut water and things i like mm-hmm. coconut shrimp but i don't I like, like coconut water period yeah coconut oh i don't like coconut water yeah. no that tastes like hangovers gone bad <laughs> hangovers <laughs> gone bad because you can't find the pedialyte Ooh, no. much, uh, <laughs> you can't find the pedialyte how much, how much malibu have you been drinking uh, megan uh actually what's like funny malibu? uh so i don't drink these days for the most part uh, we don't keep alcohol in the house um i get pretty bad hangovers uh and i prefer to be stoned all the time um and so having to do conferences for work i'm having to start drinking a little bit which is my choice um i work with a guy that is sober and does non-alcoholic drinks so like this is my choice i'm not feeling pressured mm-hmm. um I don't love it. <laughs> I don't love drinking anymore. <laughs> yeah. I'd rather be stoned. It's like, okay. Say my tolerance for things has definitely changed. Oh, yeah. Like before COVID, I could go out and have like three, two, three Manhattans and be feeling good and not feel too bad the next day. Right. I don't understand how I used to do that. I can't do that now. Like we would drink at home, but it would just be less. And yeah. even still with food, I just, I can't drink as much. And then beer. I really like, I know, how Ollie, how you feel about flowers, about the IPAs. I, know, you know I love I them. <laughs> <laughs> I know how you feel. I love them. Um, but, like, I can't, the carbonation, I just, like, my stomach's yeah. like, okay, now you're full. You're done with consuming anything else. So I have to, like, go slow with oh, beer. <laughs> I do, like, mm, doesn't this drink beer back? just taste exactly like a dandelion? Why would I want my beer to taste like a dandelion, please, <laughs> like Mr. A beer Man? Dandelion. 
this is why I am. That's the other thing is I am a cider. <laughs> like I don't do beer anymore. Mm, um, do you love ciders and or cocktails? So like it gets pricey. Mm. Um, but also like it helped me realize. So I did a con. This was the first time. Um, this was actually my first conference in my actual industry like the insurance side not just the aviation side or well i don't know how to phrase this exactly the only other conferences i've been to are women in aviation which is a fucking great time but um is not like a you have to be on for the industry kind of thing mm. um and so what i realized is that while i like my new co-workers i'm still only two months in and i couldn't trust them with my beer yet um, so I texted my friend Andrew and this was kind of the point that I was like, mm, I guess I'm no longer mad with you because I was just like, Hey, are you downstairs drinking or did you go home? Uh, and he texted back. He was like, Hey, I went home. Uh, and at that point I was like, there's nobody that I trust with my drink downstairs. Like if I go pee, mm. no, uh, cool i'm gonna stay up here and i ended up hanging out with like uh algae most of the conference like in my room yeah. on video chat so that's algae um, from once upon a monster of the week uh from welcome to reddington well, yeah oh, sorry yeah welcome to reddington. <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah yeah we built up a lot of lore over my conference week it was great <laughs> uh do, do you know what do you ever have one of those? I was gonna say, do you, do you guys ever have? So uh, the answer is probably gonna be no. Do you ever have one of those moments where you just realize your male privilege just bumps into you, and you're like, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, Ollie, I don't. My no, white I privilege, yes. Cannot yes. say, but what's cannot say that I have. Just, just to hear Megan tell the story about, I'm worried. Like, I, there's nobody here I can trust with my drink, uh -huh. and I'm there going, I put my drink down anywhere. Nobody's sticking anything into it. Like oh. it. Whereas I'm like nodding my head. Yeah, like, I yeah. can see you yeah. nod your head. And I was like, yeah. that sounds terrifying. And the fact is that it is terrifying. Uh, but yeah. it, well, it never occurs it is, to me and, because obviously, you know. But it added to it, you know, um, I just left a company after 11 years. Um, and a handful of those people I have worked with those entire 11 years. Yeah. Um, which is why specifically Andrew came up. Um, and because I have gone out and gotten like barfy drunk with andrew in the past <laughs> he won't listen to this and besides it was over it was 10 years ago uh yeah. he's in his 40s i'm in my 30s he's like married until i do this all the time did you vomit on his shoes Megan? no no um that is a very long story that we can talk about off the air if you want to hear um <laughs> do you do something similar to that mm -hmm. um yeah, kind of like about like specifically the I the who can I trust with my drink is definitely a real oh, yeah. one. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Usually the first thought, like if I was out with friends from work, like okay, which women are around? That's like yes. the default. Yeah. You know, that's, that's the default because when you said that, I was like, oh, I'm going to a conference in June. That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> Something I hadn't really thought about. Um. Yeah, and not yeah. all women fall into that category. Like. Yeah. Like I would say. A good solid ninety percent do, but yeah. But thinking about my coworkers who are going to that conference, I was like, yes, yeah. I can. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, blackmail and babinka. Yeah. Uh, the name of the book. Uh, Megan, what happens? It's Christmas, which is amazing. Yes, I did enjoy reading. Yeah, 
Go ahead. I like the mention of Mariah Carey's Christmas because I love that song. Every Christmas, Mariah Carey's the Mariah Carey Christmas yes. song will play a million times, and I am I do not apologize for it. So yep, that's like same. in what it's like. I think it's on the first page. Is it the first? I think so. It's like opening line is something about the Mariah Carey song, I think. Mm-hmm. Yes. Adina, can you please shut that off if I have to listen to that Mariah Carey song one more time? And I was like... It always reminds me of Love Actually, which is something I like being reminded of. Same. Cool. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Do you guys know anybody who is like all about Christmas? I typically am the person who is like... We're going to decorate. We're going to go Christmas lights. I've kind of dialed it down the past few years um, as I've like come to realize why I'm that way. But I do enjoy like decorating for Christmas. It's just such a good season. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like when I think of like George's mom, she always makes the best Christmas cookies Mm -hmm. every year. The decoration. She's got decorations for every season. Like right now, the Easter bunnies are out. (laughs) Christmas is her favorite though. Yes. But Christmas is the favorite. She's got the plates. Like the plates get swapped. The mugs get swapped. Like the the sugar bowl gets swapped for the Christmas stuff. It's wonderful. I am (laughs) not like that. I know people like that. I, if I had the, I don't clean my house enough you guys can see the mess yeah. i know i wish i could be that way yeah. no i'm yeah. not going to be that way yeah she has said though she was like listen christmas is my thing like when i'm gone don't feel like you gotta save all this crap <laughs> if you want it you want well, it if you good. don't want it you don't want it yeah that's really sweet what about you Ollie? yeah Does your she's family great go all out no we we grew up in a there was nine kids in a very relatively small house so every so my family like every celebration was just a like you automatically have a party like by the time no, that's fair, by the time yeah. i was like, it is a party yeah, by the time i was like five or six and my youngest sister had already been born at that stage then there, there genuinely were 11 people in the house on every single mm-hmm. occasion and then by the time i was seven and eight eugene was getting married so then we right. had wives girlfriends uh mm-hmm. cousins everybody in in the house at the same time, nieces and nephews. So it just becomes, so not necessarily uh, big on the decorations thing, but just every event was a big event. So yeah. Yeah. it was nice. So like we, we would still be like that. We'd still try and get together at you know Christmas, still try to get together at Easter. Yeah. And yeah. Technically as a Catholic, you're supposed to go to mass at Easter. So we, you we are. Will, <laughs> with, and Christmas. At, well, <laughs> God and Christmas. Christmas, you can. You're not technically resigning as a Catholic, but if you don't go over the Easter week, <laughs> you're resigning as a Catholic. So, Mammy will still get on the phone and go, Oliver, you have to do it. And I was like, Mammy, I work in a Catholic school. I, you think I'm not going to mass like five times in a year? Like, <laughs> oh boy, that we did not do. Like, because well, no. I feel like my stepdad would go to midnight mass. And he tried to go, and I was—I'd be like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go with you." Then I'd inevitably fall asleep. <laughs> um, and then he tried to take my sister, and she would fall asleep, no matter what time of day, if it was that or like a Sunday. She just—I don't think Tori was ever baptized. Um, because she's just like, no. <laughs> um, but on my dad's side, like I did the whole like the confirmation, all that stuff, and then was like, "Yeah, I don't really believe in this." So I—I I have not—I had not been in a church for like I don't know. 10 year I'm trying to think when the last time I did something for the boys let's see if Marco's 18 how old do you need to do first communion like 7 and then around about 12 or 13 for confirmation 
I didn't go to his confirmation. Um, so probably like 11 years until my grandmother's funeral. Cause she did do like, we did the whole Catholic mass. Yeah, okay. Um, some things change, and I was like, I am uncomfortable with some of the phrasing of this. Yeah. Oh, that's not good. Yeah. They, they have... They, all right. So they changed it in 2010, 2012, or something like this. And to somebody who grew up with it, like, we're not getting into Catholic. Hey, guys, welcome back to Catholic Dog. But, um... I know. <laughs> Catholic, Catholic Dog. Getting all the hot catechism news. But, uh... <laughs> as a kid growing up, like, you spend so Spoiler many alert. times... We had Bishops to go to Mass. aren't real. <laughs> yeah, it's just true. We had to go to, uh... We had to go to Mass every Sunday. So you get... If you spend, mm-hmm. like, 20 years always saying the exact same phrases and then somebody pops in and goes oh by the way we're saying different things now you're like oh man and i still end up and you'll still see a lot of older <laughs> people in irish churches instead of saying um so be it or whatever they it's like and also with you and all the and with your spirit is what they say now and stuff like this you're like oh, I, mm. well the one i noticed was uh it was something where it was like it, it used to be it, was, it is right to give thanks and praise it is now or at least at this, it is right and it's just. It's right and just to give thanks and praise. Yeah, they added the word just. Ooh, I don't like that. that. Yeah, I don't like. I that. I did not like that. I was no. like, and I asked George after because he also is a, a lapsed Catholic. He was like, "Yeah, I don't. Re- I remember it the way you remember it. I was uncomfortable." Yeah, they've added <laughs> like, a few things yeah, in this. Like at every mass, they say the Nicene Creed now, um, which was a thing that was only said at you know four masses a year back in the day and now it's all mm. like, that's like i believe in one god the holy spirit you know that stuff like oh uh, oh they say that, that every says, time now that gets said in every mass now okay yeah. i know it's, okay. it's weird it, like uh, so just for people listening um if there is anybody still listening because we've been on catholic chat <laughs> for uh, for quite a bit now um yeah it's it's weird when when stuff like that changes on you and then you go back to it you're like i yeah. don't remember any of this so Megan, yeah. it's set of Christmas, and we're, Christmas. we're dealing yeah. with Lila. No, it's uh, it's set at Christmas. Um, we find out that her cousin Rodney is back, um, and it's kind of causing some shakeup because he's been gone for fifteen years. Yeah, not just gone; hasn't talked to them hasn't in fifteen years. In 15 like years. phones Which, are a thing, Ronnie. Yeah. Well, I got yeah, I got a lot of thoughts yeah. about that coming. Well, yeah, we'll get there. Um, yeah. Ronnie is then, Tita Rosie's son. Yes. Uh, Tita yes. Rosie's son, I believe his. I don't remember his dad's name, but he I, left them. A, yeah, I'm not a hundred percent sure we ever get his dad's name, other than just he's this terrible dude. Oh. I don't think we need it. Yeah. He left them. So for yeah. pe- he, he doesn't deserve a name. Not read the books, but I've listened to previous episodes. Our main character is Lila. She's running a coffee shop. What's the cool name of the coffee shop? Bruja Cafe. Bruja yes. Cafe. And uh, <laughs> Tita Rosie is her aunt and her mom, and together they have a bakery. And then Tita Rosie's son her shows up. Surrogate mom. Surrogate mom. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And Tita Rosie's son comes back in. His name's Ronnie, and from the first minute he comes into the i was gonna say into this movie no clearly i'm telling people that i see a movie when i'm reading a book which i i do uh he (laughs) when he comes into the book i'm like this guy is bad news yes which like lila and lola floor also felt were very suspicious of him coming back and very on guard whereas tita rosie was just you know very excited to see her son she was all about it. She wasn't really questioning why are you back, whereas the other two were like, "Yeah, what trouble are you bringing with you? Because you're bringing trouble with you. We know it. And he kind of does. He does. Uh, he yeah. has 
taken over the old winery with some friends, Olivia, Paul, Izzy, Oliver? Wait. I think technically it's him, Izzy and Paul. Izzy and Paul are engaged. Yes. I think it's technically the three of them. And then Xander and his wife, Denise, are their investors. And then their assistants are the twins, Olivia and Quentin. Quentin, thank you. Yes. It's like, I know it's not an O, but I can't think of anything else. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of new people. Um, That's too many new people. I I think only one of them has any sort of crossover with the previous books. And I think it was just like as in they were just mentioned as in passing kind of thing like because i i remember i was looking them up going have we met any of these people before so i went to like the wikipedia <laughs> like was mentioned in homicide and holla holla yeah i was like all right right um yeah yeah, yeah. So there, ronnie leaving had been mentioned yeah, but so tons of these new people and uh maybe like we're, we're, oh and a dog and a dog xander has a dog poe xander has Important. a dog poe. the dog yes. is lovely can't leave the dog out the dog Yes, we get a lot of Poe Nisa in this book. Yeah. Like, a lot of good puppy moments. That's probably why I've had so many dog dreams. Like, I was like, <laughs> is my subconscious trying to convince me to get a dog? No. <laughs> no, I've been reading a book with dogs. That's why I'm dreaming about. Yeah. yeah uh, I mean, don't just discount the other option uh, just because, like, this is an easier solution. Like, your subconscious might still want a doggy. I mean, probably, but also my conscious knows that I have three cats. Yeah. yeah. No How would they feel? They would <laughs> feel great about having a little pupper brother. Um, <laughs> a pupper brother, I don't, if you call I it, think if you will. this one here, right here, would probably be very upset if I got another thing to take my attention. Another she thing. <laughs> has severe separation anxiety. We're working oh. on it. Hmm. As she's sleeping right next to me, literally. Yeah. 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 But if you had okay. a pupper, it'd be all like... So, as they... Uh, as we are introduced to the group, uh, they're asked to come visit the winery. The family's kind of like, eh, we'll get to it. Well, then we find that Tita Rosie is being blackmailed to the tune of $50,000. Because Ronnie and Co, like, and his friends, apparently have blood on their hands from whatever happened in Florida. <sighs> Trouble, motherfucker. Not a great start, Ronnie. Which, she doesn't tell Ronnie right away. She does tell um, Lila. And then they do eventually go, but they're going to more investigate. Which is fair. Yeah. The winery. Yeah. yeah, they're going up to see then... what's what and, and how they're connected. And Lila, Lila to yeah. her credit... As our our main character is suspicious of Ronnie and doesn't just welcome him in mm-hmm. in open arms. She's no, like, right. hold on no, a second. No. So he's getting he's getting you're getting blackmailed. Ronnie just randomly shows back up, and now he's got mm-hmm. a winery, the kind of place which require a lot of money to set up and run. Yes, hmm. a lot yep. of don't you see a lot of you know you have to have knowledge that like where'd you get the money for the education, um, right. They end up going to the winery to kind of see if they could scope out any information. And Denise ends up dying after drinking some wine. Yeah. And I yep. think, like, that's a good place to stop before spoilers. It's yeah. just yeah. kind of the setup for this. Yeah. Um, you're right. It's a lot of new characters. Mm-hmm. To the point, like, where a lot of our... And, you know, that it, it happens. The small town has to grow. But yeah, um, but it was a lot to keep track of. (laughs) Yeah, and I do hope that you know 
I would love for her coworkers to be more present in front of the center again. Yes. Yeah. I, I really friends. like Adina and Elena. Yes. yes. I'm wondering if we're going to have the opportunity to see more of them because of the business venture they decide to go in on. Yeah. Are we going into spoilers before I and say before, it? Before we get into spoilers, like, um, yeah. we, like in comparison to the, the first two books, like, and this is like a non-spoiler review. I didn't quite enjoy this as much as the other two, but it's still a really good book. So just if anybody who wants to get as far as this and then jump on, um, yeah, I I like this. So it was good. It was it's a good book, um, best book ever. Yeah. Maybe yeah. not, but is it a really good book and really enjoyable? And will I be reading another one of them? Yes, absolutely. So if you're listening to this and you don't want to be spoiling what's happening as after you go this, I absolutely recommend uh, going out from reading this. And if somebody as grumpy as me is saying that, and you know you know it's a good time. <laughs> Yeah, no, I agree. I think my first two were five stars, and this one's a four star. I mean, the, just mm-hmm. because Goodreads doesn't do half stars. I, yeah, I agree. It's, they really should do half yeah. stars, by the way. Um, they should. I still don't know why. Anyways. Um, and I, I never gave this one a rating. Sorry. <laughs> that's fair. Oh, she and hated I do, it, everybody. I, I, I do think it is that it kind of suffers from too many outside feeling characters you have quentin and olivia who are gone and and like from the city and blah 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 and like xander's very like of the city and it just feels very out of place in the small town but Mm -hmm. overall still really loved and again when i thought that this was because this book feels very final um was kind of i was bummed i was like oh i want more but also was like that's a great ending if that's the case you get a very happy feel of where this family's going and where they are in this town. So, yeah. yeah. Yes. Definitely really enjoyed it. Basically all the reasons that you guys said, I also really liked um, with the element of her cousin coming back, just that yeah. family element of, you know, dealing with family that has come back up in your life or, you know, the drama family might be causing in your life. Um, and what do you do? Do you abandon them with that? Or do you like <laughs> stick it out with them? Try to help them. I mean, Lola Florida had her way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I liked that aspect as well. But I do hope we get to see more of her friends. They really enjoy them. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping the next one we get the opportunity to have more. But not with them in danger. <laughs> I just realized no, like what agreed. the subject matter could yeah. be. <laughs> agreed. <laughs> yeah. I haven't looked to see what the fourth one's about yet. Right. So now Ooh. we can now we can get into uh, proper spoilers. Um, Heck yeah. Yeah. yeah so. Basically, the premise is Ronnie shows up, uh, his mom is getting blackmailed, Lila is yep. a little bit suspicious of the fact that Ronnie has showed up when the blackmailing happens to be starting at the same time, and as I said, he's in need of finances. Uh, when she goes up mm-hmm. and there's like an occasion up at the, um, I think they just go for dinner, up at the winery just to show them around and say, look, this is the winery we're setting up, and we're, we're going to start making our own wine, we're going to make loads of money out of it, and Denise who has also been shown to be less enthusiastic about the product, I think, or the project in general, uh, winds up dead. So that leaves Lila, uh, as we know, the world's foremost uh, detective in this sort of situation. Um, I was going to say she's investigating the murder, but I, she's not really. Like the murder is kind of secondary in this too. I want to make sure I help out and and Tita like so yeah Tita Rosie yeah yeah yeah, uh, yeah. 
No, I agree. That's a good point. Like, I genuinely, when we agreed to read this, I was like, I don't think there's a murder. Like, I completely forgot that Denise dies. Poor Denise. (laughs) I think, well, I think it's in part because the first two books are like, it is such about the the death and it's a terrible guy. Right. Um, And this one's not. It is a change of formula, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Denise is not a terrible person she you know yeah has an affair she didn't have an affair on the parents did she have an affair with xander is she just terrible i i don't know it seems she married an older guy who was her dad's best friend he dies i forgot that he leaves (laughs) yeah um so she is a gold she gets with xander i don't know i don't maybe yeah we don't get enough of who knows and she does, I mean, Xander cheats on her. So when her and Xander get together, he cheats on her. So That's she right. does cheat on him. Right. Like, fool around with his cousin, I think. Um, it was revenge. Uh, I know. did forget about the revenge yeah. part. You know what? I'm not going to judge. We don't have any People proof. are complicated. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's, <laughs> also, complicated. it's also a good point, Megan, in relation to, because she basically dies, like, on the on page 35, right? And yeah. since yeah, really we're early. introducing 11 new characters... Wait. I just want to throw an asterisk. I wasn't saying she was terrible because she cheated. It was me processing that, like, <laughs> is she a terrible person? But that came out in such a way. I just want to reiterate. Yeah. Gotcha. People, that's, yeah. That's all right, Megan. We get it. People who cheat are terrible. But, um, terrible, no. terrible people. Um, and if you, I mean, imagine, imagine committing adultery. Like, back to Catholic chat. Um, but anyway. Oh, God. <laughs> So as I said, like yeah, she she's not she could have been a terrible person, not because of the cheating, she could have just been terrible, but because there's eleven new people and they have to get to the setup, we basically I she might have eight lines of dialogue before before she's murdered and bumped off, and at least two of them are "Mm, well, you know, maybe this venture might not go anywhere, and you're like, Okay. It's implied she's an alcoholic. It is implied that she's an alcoholic. Um, she also like gets sick and throws up. But yeah. we can relate that later on to the methanol poisoning that was in no, the no, wine. No. Very true. I <laughs> but meant, yeah, uh, after she, she dies, uh, it, it's implied that she had yeah. been an alcoholic. But at the same time, everybody who was implying this stuff were the people that killed her. Mm-hmm. So, like, well, yeah. Yes, she sounds terrible, but also was everybody just making her sound terrible so that you don't feel But she might I don't I you know, I'm gonna say she was not terrible. So she marries this older man who has two kids from his first marriage. That that those are her assistants, Quentin and Olivia. And the reason they're her assistants is because dad's will said, You ain't getting any of my money (laughs) unless you work for it. So she employed them basically so they would be able to have their money. I mean like we she didn't have to do that. Do we know the age difference between the twins and her? I'm not gonna lie. In my mm, mind, probably Quint not much. And Olivia doesn't sound old. That sounds very like millennial. I'm saying like late twenties. Yeah. I would put them in their twenties. Was my guess. Denise feels very forties to me. Like I don't mm. know. Part of me is like, is this I had her in her thirties. No, I thought Denise uh, no, no, no. She comes off as very thirties. Yeah. But like, yeah, I like, thought younger. Is this a situation where like 
young dad, young best friend, then he just had like really young kids. I don't know. Like no. I I am actually I... incredibly curious about this first marriage now. And I don't know why. Yeah. I I put them at like contemporary age. Like not the same age. Yeah. I think she's no, a little no, bit no, older. No, no. Yeah. But like like as in yeah. she, she married the dad when she was twenty six and the kids were twenty. And now okay. they were yeah. together for five years and then died. So she's 30, 31. And yeah. if I remember correctly, because cool. I don't okay. have my books upstairs, actually. Um, is it even upstairs? It might be a work. But uh, when, because I finished this during the week. like Way uh, to come prepared, Ollie. Yeah. But I, it's not, it, it's not mentioned what age she is. And I think whenever Lila meets anybody who's significantly older than her, it always makes a point of, pointing out like oh for a woman her age she is x put together mm. or you know she's wearing her years well and th- like that's a couple of things that's used to describe people whereas it's not used to describe denise that's so fair. that makes me think that yeah. denise is roughly lila's age and lila is 28 yeah. 27 28 uh see i just always make her my age which is 35 <laughs> so that's fair. i always make her uh, yeah. acceptable as a romantic partner for me so anything over At 18 least, which is how old <laughs> 23 <At least> 35 <laughs> stephanie uh, it also is mentioned in this book which i really need to go back and reread the first it's been a minute i guess uh that oh. she used to be a private eye or like something about being a former private eye now i need to Maybe Maybe that's how she met the husband. Uh, She was investigating his first wife's adultery. Or do you mean... No, I'm talking about Lila. Oh, right. Yeah. I was wondering. I was like, what? (laughs) No, no, I'm talking about Lila. I switched gears. Wasn't there something like in high school where she was... Yeah, she was like a Superimposing like Veronica Mars. Okay. Well, that's the thing is I... Between Veronica Mars... Well, like between Veronica Mars, I read um, this... Steve, the Maureen Johnson cozy mystery series, mm-hmm. um, and like twelve others. So like, but I think yeah, she was either a late high school did something. I don't know. I think. Anyways, so. yeah, I think there is a moment to tie back why she is good at this. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. Um. But yeah, like you guys were saying earlier, the murder is not really her focus. Yeah. It's the blackmail, which makes sense to me she's more focused on what's happening to her mom the murder or i'm sorry her aunt um her surrogate the murder happens yeah surrogate mom the murder happens and it's most likely related to it so she is interested but she's like i'm gonna let the cops more so handle that as i try to figure out who is trying to blackmail my aunt because she has her tech guy look into it and yeah 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 and I, i think that's very consistent with the first two because in the first two the murders are directly related to her family. So That's in this, right. the blackmail right. is what's directly related to her family. Denise getting right. bumped off just like she's not a fan of Ronnie. So she's not yeah. really overly if worried about that. It, if he goes to jail, well, eh, okay. Sucks. Oh no, yeah. sucks to be you, Ronnie. I'm back yeah. to being the only child again. Oh no. Right. <laughs> um. <laughs> Such a thought. I mean, I just, okay. So the way he comes back and is just uh-huh. like 
Nothing's changed, guys. Everything's fine. It's been 15 years. I'm kind of glad we don't get the moment of him actually coming back and it's said that yeah. he's been back for a while. Yeah. But at the same yeah. time, dude, you entitled ass. Yes. God, I Yes. I was very upset with him. Like, he... <sighs> Let's see. What are the two things that pissed me off? Um, let's see. He had the audacity when the cop was, uh, Detective Park was comforting his mom, was comforting Rosie. Um, he had the audacity to, like, kind of be like, get out of here. We don't need you here. Right. But, yes. And you didn't set a good example. Was that the one? Or no, there was another one where he said that she set a poor example. No, that was the one where I'm trying to remember what he said because there was another one where he said that she set a poor example for him with her taste in men. Um, that was the one where he said that they didn't need detective around and she, he was like, Rosie put him in his place. And then he, uh, basically said that she was choosing this man over her own son. And I was just like, yeah, you've been back for five seconds. Yes. This man, what are you even talking about? This man who like got her, helped her get out of jail. I think at one point, like, yeah, he was her, in, in yeah, the last book. Know. He was like, we were all on board. Yeah. yeah. Like, get yeah. it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I find yes. I get want it. their wedding. Yeah. So yes. Ronnie coming back, you're you're hundred percent right with him just walking in. And he is vaguely I was gonna say vaguely, it's not even that vague, like antagonistic to Lila. Um in like a yeah. hey, the real son's back now. That you know, that yeah. kind of yeah. vibe, and you're like, what are you talking about? You pissed off, went off yeah. and did whatever you wanted to do for 15 right. years. You can't just swan back in and go, hey, I'm the actual blood relative. Uh, right. And that's the kind of or at the very is. least, Yes. Or at the very least, he seems to want everyone to just accept him being back yeah. and accept the fact that he was gone for over a decade and just be fine with it. Um, he also like, he... Ex- expects them to close down the restaurant for his co-workers. Like, He's like, hey, they're all here. Why right. don't we just do a karaoke party tonight? And they're like, because we're busy? And then he, yeah. yeah, he also wants them to go visit his investors at the winery. Yes. And they're like, we're, we we have live. Like, they're getting ready for, like, this festival thing. Yeah. Like, they don't have time for this. And he's like, oh, but they're very important. I talked about my family. Oh, your family that you abandoned for 15 right. years. Like, just drop everything and do what Ronnie wants you to do. Yeah. And it, so because of this, like, that's what was leading me to think he was doing the blackmail. And because that was leading me to think he was doing the blackmail, that made me to think that he was also the murderer, which I think is oh. what they want Whoa. me to think, basically. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, no, yeah. He He's such a red herring that he was never... Like, I knew something... There was something about him to be found out, but it was. I knew yeah. he wasn't the murderer, and I was par- fairly certain he wasn't the blackmailer. Hmm. I didn't think he was either. I mean, I figured something happened in Florida. What are you like yes. the blackmail? There's a kernel of truth to that. There is something there that happened. Um, and when we do find out, it wasn't really his fault. It was the guy that was teaching them about winemaking. Um, they were also teaching him about, I'm probably going to say this wrong, Lambanog? Yep. It's the Filipino coconut yeah. liquor. And that basically people got sick because the manager was cutting corners out like, unrelated to, to Ronnie and, and his friends. Um, but they were kind of involved in that, kind of not. It wasn't really their fault. But he still just, I don't know. Like, you could also, you could tell that he was keeping secrets and that he still yeah. wasn't 
being open with his family. He was... But expecting them to drop everything and help him with his winery. Yeah. Which I am curious if that is... If there's... I don't know how to phrase it, this exactly. If there's merit in Filipino culture to back that up, I don't know... These books make it feel like it's a very matriarchal society. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And... I don't know if that's just because they're he is the first Filipino boy to kind of show up, or if it is like if he's just an entitled asshole. Yeah. Like to me, he's an only child. He disappeared for fifteen years. He's expecting his mother just to fawn over that. But like real talk, like she kind of s- does too, though. She She's does. very happy for him to be back and not yeah. suspicious at all. Yeah. And like at, least at first, my. So I didn't speak with my sister. My my sister went no contact with everybody for three years. Um, and my mom, like, on her 21st was like, hey, we'll be here to celebrate if you want to be there. And, like, things were fine. But, like, it still took years and conversations and things. Like, it wasn't immediately, like, everything Straight was fine and dandy. Yeah. Yeah, and my sister at no point was ever, like, I I never felt like she was an entitled asshole, like, when she came back. Yeah. Like, that time away, it's like that time away, we're expected to understand he worked very hard and, like, to earn this winery, essentially. Mm-hmm. And the entitled doesn't line up with that. His, it's, it's the fact yeah. that he came back and he's very proud of himself and he wants people to be proud of him with the winery. I get that. But he's dismissive of the two really successful businesses being run yes. by Lila and uh, his man. Like, yeah. So you come up here and help me. Everybody can work on the winery. Like, no, they're running a bakery and a yeah. coffee shop that are doing bongo books. Like they're the making restaurant. huge money. Yeah. Like, um yeah and she oh yeah the restaurants are i keep saying bakery i don't know what bakery's in my mind i think we're doing a bake sale at because school it's this week because they have she bakes it's the coffee yeah, yeah at the coffee yeah. shop um but yeah but tita rose is, also... is a restaurant it's not a bakery but that's yeah. what i yes. can say there's a bakery for like Jill. but we are doing a bake sale this week to raise money for football journeys or something. <laughs> oh there you go that's in my head <laughs> um but yeah, yeah and he's so dismissive of it and it they yeah. set up successful businesses too. Just because you've got a startup doesn't mean everybody has to shut down theirs to come and help. And that's what I didn't like. Exactly. I mean, I'm not saying he's the worst dude in the world, but he starts out like I was not on board with Ronnie in any way, shape or form. Yeah. And most of the people who were with him felt like a bit psychophantic, you know, oh, Ronnie, you're so great. Look at the way you're doing this. And I wish people would support you more. You're like, you want every dude. Yeah. Because he also has a chip on his shoulder, which I can understand this part. You come back to town after being gone for so long. People remember you and the trouble that you caused when yes. you were a teenager because he was a little troublemaker. And I understand that he's worked hard. He's got a legitimate business that he's that he's trying to open up with his friends. He's trying to be successful and do right. And it's hard to get people to change their perception of you. So having a little bit of a chip on his shoulder for that reason I can see that. It's hard to come home and people still see you as that same little teenage troublemaker, maybe a drug dealer, I think. Um, I think so, yeah. To still see you as that. But... Who left a string of women's daughters' broken hearts. Like, 
Like, that's another reason I am upset about Ronnie coming back. Because Lila and Bernadette were really getting along. And then we yes. don't really see Bernadette a lot because that's her ex. And she doesn't want to see him. But I do love when we do see her. It is very... Yeah. It, it's still gross in character. And like... Yeah. Uh, and when they have uh, the moment when um, it seems like she's hitting on Xander... And mm-hmm. Lila calls her out for it. And I was like, oh, God, they're going to fight. And she's like, oh, fuck. No, that's not what I was trying to do. And I was like, oh, hey, good. This is, you know, continuing to grow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I will. More Bernadette s- in the next one, please. Yes, please. <laughs> I will say, reading this for a second time, and Izzy, um, mm-hmm. the, she drops a lot of hints, like, the, the about Ronnie hiding something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. And that it's not as bad as what you might think it is. It's not bad, but it's a big one. Yeah. It's like, a and also, huge like, one. I thought he'd kill yeah. somebody or had done something with the mafia oh, no. or something. But like the way, she, the way, she, like you said, the hints are like, mm, but you know what he did? Uh, you know, it's not. Sorry, it's not quite as as blatant as that. But it's like maybe he wanted to tell you what happened in Florida. Like okay, right? No, no, no. It's because it wasn't in Florida. It was before he he left. Yeah, yeah. He didn't know, or Izzy didn't know that. Like even before, I think she really found out about the blackmail. Even I don't know. There were like some comments made that it's like she thought Ronnie, and then was like, "Well, nope. I'm definitely gonna tell him to." So basically, by the end, when she's like, "Dude, motherfucker, you still haven't told them," which is not how she phrases it. Um. She should have. <laughs> <But> really? <laughs> How, um, so the mystery this time feels a little, I was going to say it's a little bit more slight, but I think it's a little, it feels a little bit less serious because um, Denise dying is the secondary thing. So it's blackmail is what we're dealing with. So a lot of the stuff is like trying to figure out and it's like phone calls and stuff. So in general, in the book, how did you find this one in comparison to the other ones? Because I think on the last episode when we were talking about um, homicide, um, I had said that uh, I felt that we got less of the friends and less of mm-hmm. the relationships. So it was more focusing on the two boys, the two possible love interests or whatever. Right. And I missed time with the friends. And this time we don't even have the two love interests because that's been resolved and she's she's with the doctor, um, Jay. Um, and yeah. so they're together and what was putting me off was I kind of, I, I miss the friends even more. Like they're like, they're there. Adina's there, but like, does she get maybe 50 lines, maybe two pages dedicated to her throughout the entire oh, yeah. series. And she's really like, she's a great character and I want more, yeah. more of their interactions. Yeah. Cause her and Lila just get on great. And I, I love, that's what I like about cozy mysteries is, Oh, let's go chat to my friends and we're going to do this and let's discuss what's going on. And it feels like there's exactly. less of that. However, we did get a lot more of um, Lila and her mom or surrogate man. And that, yes. the, that felt a lot more, the felt like there was a lot more growth between them than there had been in the first year because that, there was a lot of unsaid things or conversations that kind of felt like they could have gone in a, in one direction and they both kind of backed off and i felt like there was a lot of growth in that relationship so maybe maybe that's what's going to happen in the series is that they're going to focus on one side of her relationships as things go so the last one we got a lot with two men and she picked jay this one she's kind of back like 
herself and her mom in a much better place than they were at the beginning of the book. So maybe next one will be dedicated to friends. Maybe. Well, Bernadette too. Yeah. Or I'm wondering if she'll spend more time with her getting a lot. Since Ronnie didn't, let's just flat out, he did not blackmail no. anyone. He did not kill no. anyone. He was yeah. not the bad guy. Yeah. I wonder if it's going to be more of the if her and Ronnie... And then maybe also Ronnie with Tita Rosie and Lola Floor, um, kind of like re him and reintegrating into the family. I could see them spending more time with that, but yeah. I want more of the friends. <laughs> yeah, no, I I would not be surprised if it's several months later and, and Ron, Ronnie is more of a background in the next one. Yeah, for me it Although, was that bar scene. Like you know, we set up that Izzy works in the oh. bar to make extra money. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Blah blah blah. Jay comes to the restaurant, and it's the next chapter. And I was like, that was a good time to just have a, a chat. moment, some friendship. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It did feel a little. I wonder if there is a page count or something. Maybe there was. Yeah. You know, I guess. Hey, if you're listening, we want more. Yeah, that's all we're yeah. saying. <laughs> but there, the books are such light, easy reads that you know it, it's yes. great. And if they're if I'm not sure if the the author is writing other stuff. Um, like, I don't know. I don't know. So actually, so right, right. Uh, this sounds terrible because I then don't want to sound like I'm going. Well, you should be able to write more in a year. But... <laughs> no, but there is a certain formula to cozy mysteries and a page length and stuff. So, like, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. But like, yeah. hey, if you want to take, if you're listening to this and want to take to your editors, like, proof of why you get to add more stuff. Hi. Yeah, so we had there's the opportunity with Adina. Well, it was, it was more Elena's idea to do the micro micro brewery yes. inside of the winery. And it's her thing. She wants to brew some beer. Her uncle has the, the yes. equipment. She and her cousins all know how to run it. So I'm thinking that could be a way to pull at least Elena in more. Yeah, no, yeah, maybe Adina will if she if she's making the beers like a, like by the time this yeah. family are finished and group of I hope friends, they're all IPAs, like, Ollie. Oh, oh <laughs> the, loving it, loving every single second of that dandelion flavored nonsense. Um, when like by the time they're finished, they're going to have a restaurant, uh, a winery, um, their own brewery. They're going to have obviously brew haha the coffee shop with bakery built in. Mm-hmm. Um, Adina's got soaps and stuff now. Uh, by the time by oh, the yeah. time we're finished, they're going to be providing everything for the entire community. They've got an empire going. And they'll have to cut back on the murders <laughs> Don't sleep on this family. they're involved in. <laughs> Would you like to hear what the next one is about? Yes. I have a vague memory. What is it about? Lila's godmothers, April, May, and June, a.k.a. the Calendar Crew, are celebrating the opening of their latest joint business venture, a new laundry mat. <laughs> Too much fanfare and controversy. Now you're laughing. Why are you laughing? I'm laughing because they, <laughs> they, they're literally going to own the town. <laughs> <laughs> As they should. Yes. Hang on. What, what's it, what's it called? Hang on. Okay, I will say this This one has 30 more pages according to Ooh. Goodreads. Okay. However, what should have been a joyous occasion quickly turns into a tragedy when they discover the building has been vandalized and the mm-hmm. body of April's niece recently arrived from the Philippines. 
is next to a chilly right. message painted on the floor. The question is, was the message aimed at the victim or Lila's gossipy godmothers who have not so squeaky clean reputations? With April's falling, with April falling apart from grief and little progress from the Shady Palms Police Department in this slippery case, it's up to Lila and her network to find justice for the young woman. So the good news is, I it doesn't feel like we're going to get introduced to any new characters outside of because they kill her. <laughs> Poor <Because> thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What's what's uh, murder and Mamon? Oh, murder and Mamon. That's it. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Yep. Um. Just, just the thing, in American cities and states, uh, don't you elect sheriffs? So police stations, yes. there's a police station and a sheriff's office. Yeah. Sheriff's offices are nominated. I don't remember if police stations are. Okay, so. I should know this. I so I'm just wondering if there's station. a way that when they, they finish up that we can also have them owning every business and Lila's elected sheriff of the time. So that they can I mean, quite literally own Detective this place. Park. At this point, she and Detective Park, like that's what I want in the next book. Right. Is for them I mean, to he actually, retired. He did, so they should open up a detective yeah. agency at this point. Right. Oh, that's even better. They should. They're going to. They're totally going to. I hope. <laughs> how how did you feel about the um, the reveal at the end of, of who was blackmailing and then who was murdering? Did it feel as satisfying, it, for example? I'm I'm not sure if we read like oh, we did it in the first in the first two as well. So we we can talk about. It. But um, did it feel as satisfying as the conclusion of the last one? Because I I I enjoyed the conclusion of the last one. This one felt a little bit rushed to me. Maybe not rushed isn't the bad. It word. was rushed. It, I will mm-hmm. say, like from the point that they start ice like doing the group icing the cookies. Yeah. Like, that kind of was, like, a very long seat, like, very, like, minute-for-minute feel. And then Mm -hmm. from that point on, or after, you know, she left there to do something, and from there on, it felt very rushed. But it wasn't surprising that it was Quentin and... It was Quentin and Olivia blackmailing, or just Quentin? Quentin and And Olivia Olivia blackmailing. And And what's his name? And then... And Paul and... Did they all do the murder and blackmailing? I Pete? Don't Pete. So I keep calling it Paul, sorry. From what I understand, it was the twins and Pete who were doing the blackmailing. Right. But then Olivia and Pete were sleeping together. Yes. And did the murdering. Yeah. <laughs> and that the reason poor Quentin ends up in a freaking coma yes. is because he freaked out when he realized that they killed Denise. Yes. Um, because he had not signed up for that. Um, oh, yeah. Denise it seems not- like he kind of a bad person. It seemed like he kind of liked Denise. Yeah, it, Denise is not a bad person because, like, she genuinely hated that, like, she did actually, like, Quentin was like, no, she actually did pretty good by us. Yeah. It's a yeah. and that he kind seemed of to poison that well. And he, he also is the one who caught Xander cheating on Denise, yes. told Denise, and then was like, hey, go hook up with his cute, his cute yes. cousin. Like, exactly. why not? You get a little happiness. So- <laughs> I think it's the Pete and Olivia thing that uh, that kind of mm-hmm. put me off. Is Pete? I think up until this point, we mentioned them in passing at the beginning as another new character, and that's yes. all it fe- he feels like throughout the book to me. And then, so it, it, it yeah. like I'm not saying it's a cheap cop out ending, but for him to be 
if I, if I, like he's not really manipulating. I keep saying this where I'm like, am I about to say something? No, I'm not really I'm sure if that's exactly what happened. But himself and Olivia have decided, oh, we need to get rid of Denise. So yes. but, I think Olivia is the mastermind. Yes, that's what I'm oh, saying. He's, he's absolutely so, enthralled to her. Because he's so bland. But it also makes but, sense because you need to get rid of Pete. That was the thing. Once I met Pete and Izzy, I went, okay, Pete's doing something because Izzy is mm. clearly meant to be with Ronnie. Uh, yeah. And so, like, it, it was like either he's just doing the blackmail or he murdered for a reason. Like, that, that was the one that I always do it was olivia that surprised me mostly because i, I was, assumed it was xander i always well i mean my first thought was the husband yeah. like my first exactly thought. or yeah. fiance i don't think they're technically married Fair. yet yeah um because because she he, he did seem cheating. yes he yes. was caught cheating he's a gambler um he had gambling problem maybe she there was something there where he's trying to get her money for that but always suspicious of the of the male partner yeah. period uh, but the the twins with with the when the finding out about their dad leaving all of his money to Denise and nothing to them because he wanted them to work, I was like, oh, I don't know if I trust either one of you. Yes. Um, but Quentin is to too not, obvious. Right, because right, he kept getting caught in the house, yeah. try, like trying to get to her stuff, looking for his mom's rings. Um, it just it seemed a little too obvious. Then he ended up in a coma. I was like, well, okay, I guess yeah. you're not. You're not the only one who's guilty if you are guilty. <laughs> yeah, because exactly. somebody, oh. somebody's trying to cover tracks here. What? Someone put you in a coma. Because he didn't do it to himself. I never believed he did that I to think, himself. Uh, I think what... Maybe this is what was putting me off about it is... They're blackmailing Tita Rosie for 50 grand. Mm-hmm. I don't think... Like, 50 grand isn't a lot of money to those people. Or shouldn't have felt like a lot of money to those people. So it just kind of felt like why like and i get it well maybe it's a pete because his dad cut him off pete's family cut him off because he wouldn't marry someone they wanted him to marry so maybe to him it was a decent amount of money for what he needed right in that moment but not if he has to split it multiple ways that's why that's why i was like genuinely leaning it towards it being ronnie doing the um well to be fair they blackmailed a second time and it was 200 right for 25 oh whoops (laughs) 250 okay I think it was two fifty. Was it twenty five? I don't. I don't know. There was a two and a five involved, though. We agree on that. I don't. I don't remember. That's the one that gets hand delivered to the house. Yeah. Yeah. Or to the restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, yeah. I, I fairly certain it was two, two fifty. Could be wrong. Yeah. I don't know. Um, to confirm, a police, a chief of police is appointed, which I think is what is the difference between the two. Oh, Sheriff cool. is county, police is city. Yeah. Anyway. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I, I will be curious to see how the next one goes. Um, I hope. Well, like, I, I assume Izzy stays. I assume she will join the, the group of friends that we'll hear mm-hmm. about. I, I assume Izzy will be a more prominent character with Ronnie being a more background right. character. Right. Uh, I hope so, because he pissed me off. Because the other thing, we didn't really talk about his big secret, which was that he has a whole child that (laughs) no one in his family knows about. The kid's three years old. Yes. So finding out he was stealing money from the company. I. So when Lila gets into his computer, when I saw his password, I was like, okay, so Isaiah's 100% his son. 
Um, anything with with the amount of money coming out, I was like, obviously that's child support. Yep. Um, which good for you for paying child support, but then yes. it comes out yeah. that he took he because the winery wasn't doing well. He took the money from the winery and was gonna he was gonna put it back. I was like that. It was just resting in his account. Steal from the business. Sorry, I just realized that's a very specific (sighs) reference to Ireland, but okay. (laughs) The money, (laughs) I didn't steal the money. It was just resting in my account. So Irish people, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Oh my God, I love that. I love that. (laughs) No, like, the the thing is, if he sucked up his goddamn pride and just talked to his mother, told his mother, she... She'd float the child support for a while. Float, but he, she'd be delighted he to find she had a grandson. Like she would have been yeah, happy. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Also, except yeah. he tells her, like his whole the, excuse for not telling her was that he had to figure out being a dad on his own. And that's where he says her poor choice in men because yes. his dad was terrible and whatever. And that's when he gets smacked in the face with a wooden spoon by Lola Floor. Good. Yes. Good. Yes. Lola Floor's the <laughs> like, grandmother, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. She's okay. the grandmother, and she's also the one who threw her slipper at him when he yes. spoke to his aunt, his mom, wrong earlier as well. <laughs> and then that was also the point where she told him, "Okay, fine, you pay for your own lawyer, you pay for your own food, Lila. Yes. You're not helping him, but Lila wanted to figure out the blackmail for Tita Rosie." Um, yeah, he just correct. Like, why wouldn't you tell them that you have a kid? Like, that's of course his mom would be excited. Yeah, first grandkid, she'd be loving it. You're not a fucking teenager. You're, uh-huh. You know, like, doing the math, you're at least 33. Uh, right. And that's assuming he left at 18. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, okay, you had a kid at 30. Now you're 33. You're trying to pay child yeah. support. Fucking yeah. ask for help. So many people are in therapy because that shouldn't be because someone else in their life should be in therapy. Ronnie. Like, just get your shit together. Yeah. Swallow your goddamn pride. Of course right. your mother's excited. It's the first grandchild. You just made right. Lola Flora probably have a new title for the next one because now she's a great-grandmother. Mm-hmm. And, like, who cares that you and Penny, the mom, aren't together anymore? Yes. You're co-parenting, clearly exactly. communicating, because there's a point earlier in the book where him, where he, Pete, and Izzy go somewhere to some city they go far away for like an emergency and it's because his kids in the hospital because of his asthma yeah like clearly you're co-parenting you're communicating right she's in the end tell your family what's going on yeah Yeah. it's right it's just one of those things that comes up in oh if you she if he'd even just been like hey penny i'm struggling right now because the business with this murder she would have been like yeah okay like we'll work it out that's like we'll increase it to x you know whatever also tell your guy but he probably was i i'm wondering how much he was telling her about what like tita rosie anyways ronnie's trash he could disappear in the back yeah well i hope ronnie ronnie disappears into the back as well i hope he's not like a main character in any way in the next one just like oh oh ronnie's there oh ronnie you're at the barbecue kind of thing Um, but it it, what i find is he shows up ronnie disappears yeah this, I'm worried it's not going to happen, y'all. <laughs> I, it's, it's a strangely old-fashioned attitude towards broken relationships and broken marriages in in the last couple of yeah. these, these last couple of books are somebody cheating. You're like, yeah, we don't really react to it the same way it used to. Like, it's not 1950. Finding out that you have a child out of wedlock or that you had a child and then you split up, like, it's not the same thing as it was in the even in the 80s like people are much more right. understanding of it and 
like I'm glad that it wasn't the reason for the murder this time. Um, yeah, no, agreed. Because like that was yeah. like it's just it's just weird. I still don't understand his logic at all. Even when he he's telling his Tita Rosie about it in the end, and he like it feels like he's coming clean and it's a confession. You're like, what are you confessing to? You're a dad. Like yeah. maybe maybe I'm just. I mean, at that point, like, I'm delighted to tell people I'm a dad. Yeah. So. Okay, but, but I think again, at that point too, it's also the confession that he lied by omission for the last however long he's been back in, in her life that she has a grandchild, um, because that that is a confession that you have to make that because he li- well not even just a lie by omission, lied by omission by just not telling her about her grandson, and then when they had to go to whatever city that was for whatever emergency, you're just lying now, yeah, like yeah. you just flat out lie, yeah, right. But like they were set right. So himself and, and the man, Penny, uh, they have the little kid. Then they separate, mm-hmm. as, far, is what I'm, uh, as, as far as I remember, right? So it seems like, So yeah. he wasn't talking to his mom at that time. It was part of his 15-year self-imposed exile, right? And then when he comes back, he didn't tell her. Like, I get it. You're, you probably should have told her six months ago, but I, I don't know why it's a big deal to come clean about it. Yeah, yeah, it's a lie of omission. Oh, I should have told you this sooner. Yeah, you should have. But again, yeah, she's finding out she's got a grandson. Like, she's going to be yeah. happy about this. I like, mean, I, uh, he does owe her an apology. That is, that it definitely yeah. needs to have happened. But also, like, again, Catholic family and seems to take the Catholic faith and religion. Like, I can understand that fear but also again yes you are in your 30s and it is 2023 yeah. like get over it yeah also i also took it more that he i took it more like he didn't really want to deal with having to come to terms with the fact that she would be justifiably upset that she didn't know about yes. her grandson like i didn't even think about the whole catholic like whatever out of wedlock stuff that it was just more I have this child. I've had a child for three years. My mom has therefore not known for three years about having a grandchild. And she's going to be justifiably upset to not know about that. And like not wanting to deal with her being excited to be a grandmother, but also upset that she's missed out on this kid's first three years of life. And also her son's life for the last 15. But he also had a bad enough relationship with her to piss off for 15 years. So... Like, was it a, because of a bad relationship with her, or was it because he was like, but he didn't running contact from her in that fifteen who years. he was. He needed yeah. to get therapy to understand that his dad didn't leave <laughs> was his fault. Megan, that's your answer to everything. Because <laughs> guess what heals people and makes them feel better. Mm-hmm. So probably therapy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> But like real talk, that's all it was. Like he was lashing out for not having a dad, and she had a kid. She's a single mom trying to run a restaurant, and with a teenage kid lashing out in anger, you know, not knowing how to direct his anger, and also just not feeling good enough. That's a big thing to have to come to terms with. Is you're like accepting that you are good enough and it's their fault they're the ones who are missing out etc etc hi guess what i've had to deal with in therapy (laughs) but uh i didn't sell drugs or you know oh did you not megan what about that time in florida i very rarely go to florida man (laughs) (laughs) 
You make that one big sale a year. I I actually have three <laughs> sisters in Florida now, and I'm like, no. Nope. Oh, wow. My mom's like, hey, we're going to Disney World, and I'm like, that sounds good for you. <laughs> I would love to go to Disney World. Actually, no. She told me about, like, actually getting Disney World stuff. It's insane. We don't need to talk about that right now. But if you decide to come to America, I will go to Disney World. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so, final thoughts, everybody. What did you, uh, Stephanie, what did you think of the book? Like, how would you rate it on a five-point scale? Well, now that I finally went in and gave it some stars, <laughs> I gave it a four. Really enjoyed it. I love all the recipes. These books always make me hungry. Yes. Um, I, like we talked about, I do want to see more of the friends. I love them. Would love to see more of them. Um, I did like that the primary mystery wasn't a murder. Mm. Not that it didn't feel as high stakes, but I liked that it was being changed up a little bit from the previous two, that the primary concern was this blackmail. Um, and just those interesting family dynamics, especially when someone comes back after so long. And I'll be interested to see how the family looks, say, in the next book. Because I don't I don't see this author making it like, oh, and now everything is okay. And Ronnie, everything oh. is wonderful with Ronnie. And now that we've met his son. And, you know, it's not going to be that. So I'm sure there will be. I'm, I'm sure he's going to get another slipper thrown at him at some point oh, within yeah, the yeah. next couple books. And he will 100% deserve it. Lola Floor, have those slippers at the ready. Um, but hopefully he starts... He gets his therapy and he is more communicative with his family. Um, I love, okay. Favorite part, the very end, the last note that I wrote down. Cause I was like, nothing else matters now. Detective Park, Jonathan and Tita Rosie finally kissed. Yes. It's happening. The romance is finally happening because it was clearly like simmering and now it's here. So I'm very excited for that. <laughs> Megan's excited for them getting married. They only had their first kiss and like Megan's like, get them married. <laughs> we have fast forwarded. <laughs> Listen, they're probably in their late 40s, early 50s. Um, they don't have much time. Is... No, but like, <laughs> no, stop. Uh, they Their kids are grown. Uh, Ronnie better come to terms with this, that yeah, her mom's either... mo- his mom's moved on. I feel Ooh, like... Although... Oh, God. dad's probably going to come back. Yes. Because they're not divorced they're not officially. Divorced. Like, he apparently just left. Oh, we're going to have to deal with fucking Ronnie Sr. Jesus. <laughs> Lola Floor, get all of the slippers and the wooden spoons ready for everyone to throw at him. Probably. So, Megan, what would you oh, what would you oh, rate yeah. it on your skin? I think you said <laughs> yeah. four earlier. Yeah, I put it as four stars. And when I was looking at it, updating my reading dates, um, I kept it as four stars again. Just because... Mm-hmm. Uh, it does feel rushed at the end, and I think that is yeah. because there's just too many characters, too many new characters, and we love the OG characters, so, you know. Do you think Xander's going to stick around? That is, I was wondering if Xander and Quentin. Yeah, maybe Quentin, yeah. although he did do some blackmailing, but yeah, I don't. he wasn't a murderer. I don't I... think so, unless Xander and Bernadette start dating. Um Mm. But because the casino's there, uh, and I don't know, because he's just an investor, I feel like he is easy mm-hmm. to get to step out and not right. come back. Right. Yeah. I I don't know right. if they will. I think if they do, they'll be backgroundy characters. Uh, hopefully, the same way Ronnie is, as in, oh, there's Xander. <laughs> and they'll be like, hello. Oh, myself. Yeah. Like, well, I'm like, having a snack. Yeah. We want more Poe. Yeah. Um, yeah. More doggies. Yeah. We, yeah. 
we need Bernadette to find love. Um, Not with Ronnie. Not with, no, 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 no. Ronnie is with Izzy. Yes, him and Izzy, Izzy yes, are going to get together. Until Izzy realizes she could do better. Um, (laughs) Well, maybe he'll have grown up by then. I was going to say, she makes him better. Okay. (laughs) That's not her job to fix him. It's not. (laughs) He needs to stand on his own and be better. Good fucking lord. Yes. Yeah. How about you, Ollie? What'd you rate this Uh, one? Four to five. It's my least favorite of the three. But that's like hopefully I've I've explained why like it it there's just not enough of the friends in it for me, and it feels a bit rushed at the end. And maybe mm-hmm. I just like I instinctively didn't like Ronnie and nothing about him. Like at no <laughs> stage did I warm to him. Did I go like I think we were supposed to empathize, sympathize with him about you know oh I didn't have a dad and I don't want to be doing this and even as a single dad I was like. Yeah, you don't need to be a dick about it. Like, you can be fine. You yes. can still, like, as Megan said, therapy is a real thing that people go to. And right. they don't come in with fucking several flights worth of baggage behind them, which Ronnie has. And I think that was just annoying right. me about him. Uh, I think there were too many new people introduced in this book. I'm hoping that in the next one, as from the description, there's one new person comes in and they get murdered pretty quickly, that... The only other new people will be possible candidates as the murderer, as they were in this one. But mm-hmm. you don't need eight or nine. And I understand the, the, the reason why somebody would bring in eight or nine, because if they bring in three, it has to be one of them. Because obviously none of Lila's immediate friend group is going to be murdering somebody. So it has to be the right. new person coming in. Like, what did, what did they call it? The, NC, the NCIS or uh, uh, what, what's the other one? Law and Order. CSI, uh, the CSI effect mm-hmm. of you just watch the opening credits and you wait for the person whose name has and at the end and you're like, well, that's the killer. Yes, because they did they, it. They're in a featured role. <laughs> yeah. They're given the and, so therefore there's a yes. reason for them to be getting yeah. that. So obviously, or what actor do you recognize? Do you recognize? They did it. Exactly, that's the way they did. It. Why is uh, Gary Oldman yeah. in this episode? Well, it's probably right, sinister. <laughs> um, yeah. So I mean, there's a way to do this. Yeah. No. I was going to say, there's a way to do the next book that gives the victim more time on screen and brings the killer in late. Like, makes it not the focus, Mm -hmm. necessarily. Like, yeah. Or, like, you know, learning about some of their pasts and stuff. I don't know. Yeah. I'm sure we're going to... I'm sure we're going to learn more about the calendar crew and their not-so-squeaky-clean histories. Well, is it... So, Bernadette is one of their... The goddaughter. It's that's June, I think. So yeah. Oh. So Bernadette has to be Maybe. in this. Um, and then we also have her the oh god, the one who was the security guard and how she got into the yeah. winery to snoop and Ronnie stuff and found the Isaiah password. I can't remember his name, Marcus, maybe, and I can't remember which aunt was his mom, but he's texting her like, Mayday, Mayday, she thinks we're dating. What do I say? Right. So I feel like he could come back. Because yeah. we've met him, we know yeah. him. Yeah. What a dude. Imagine not realizing you were dating somebody. Anyway, um uh that would never happen to Who would ever? How would someone ever ever get themselves in that situation? It happens to yeah. all even when sorts people are saying people. you're dating. <laughs> does it does it actually to be fair, yes, Megan? I will start this off. Uh what I am reading 
currently. Oh, I thought this was a personal confession, and I was like, oh, really, Maggie? No. No. <laughs> so I am reading Blackout, which is an anthology um, by a bunch of authors that I love. As I say, as I stall, give me one second. Do you want me to do some beatboxing? Nope. <laughs> I can't beatbox. Uh, so it's six critically acclaimed, best-selling, and award-winning authors. Um, so it's oh, I'm gonna say this wrong, but Danielle, I think, is how she's it said. Clayton, Tiffany D. Jackson, Nick Stone, Angie Thomas, Ashley Woodfolk, and Nicola Yoon. Um, celebrating the beauty of six couples and the unforgettable magic of a night's a found night of a sweltering starry night in the city so it's called blackout um which is just about a blackout in new york city it's six way couples it's very cute i'm a little over halfway through it um but there was one of the short stories about how a girl thought she had been dating someone for two months only to find out she had not so, was she dating a ghost? Yeah, no. No, she was dating another girl. And then eventually she was like, no, I'm straight. This is how I am with all my friends. Oh. Oh. So, yeah. Yeah. So, just, you know, that opposite effect. <laughs> anyway. It's a real thing that uh, happens, all right? So, I have sure. that. And then I'm reading... Uh, Everybody and my every member of my family is a killer, um, which finally came in. I'm very excited. Oh, interesting! This, it, that sounds fun. It sounds like yes. Lila's diary. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, Stephanie, what are you reading next? I downloaded another Kate Alice Marshall book to my Kindle after I finished uh, the rules rules for vanishing. I got. Our Last Echoes, which is another one of the Ashford files. It's that doc, the doctor who was involved in the previous book, The uh, Rules for Vanishing, is, is, is involved in this one. So I have that to read. Very excited. And I feel like I just got something else and I don't remember what it was. Okay, legit. This is Are on my long term to be read. And I totally forgot this existed. And I'm like, why have I not oh. bought this? Well, it's called Our Last Echoes. Yes, yes. It's, it, I will. Our also last echo. Have read that between now and the end of the next one. <laughs> okay. Yep, same. We will all have be able to discuss awesome. that one. I love updated. it. And then Ollie also needs to go see Scream Six, so we can talk about yes. that as well. I will go see Scream Six. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Oh. Uh, I am. Um, George just asked oh. asked me the most difficult question. He asked me if I what my like rank to rank the Scream movies. Mm-hmm. Like, what's your favorite? And I was like, <sighs> I'm having anxiety. <laughs> I could do it. So see it, and then we'll talk about your ranked order of the screen movies. I could do it. I have a lot of thoughts on six. I can do it with the. Okay. I can do it with oh. the John Wick movies. Oh boy. One, four, two, three, yeah. right there. One, four, two, three. Okay. Yeah, I think four is really good. And I got, I got so far with Scream as one, three, and then I, I stopped. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I can't. They're all tied do for you, third. You like three <laughs> more than two. I really Parker Posey is really oh, yeah. fun. Well, like really she good. like shoots that one way up for me, and then the surprise. Um, oh God, uh, Princess Leia. Oh, uh, Carrie Fisher. Really? Yes, Carrie Fisher. Um, but when I think of Scream Three, I think of Parker Posey, and it just it always makes me smile because she's just she's great. So, 
At least that's my feeling as of today. My feelings for tomorrow could easily change. I, I haven't watched Screen 3 in a long time. I watched Screen 2 again recently because myself and Megan talked about mm-hmm. it with, um, with one of her friends on a podcast. And I was surprised at how much I genuinely enjoyed it. I was like, oh, this is yeah. actually good. This is way better than I yeah. remembered it. Um, so <laughs> I, I, I must give 3 another go. I love Parker Posey. Uh, yeah. Do, do you know one of those weird things where you said like a, an actor just suddenly just flashes into you? She, anytime I hear Parker Posey, the first thing that I think about is her in Blade Trinity, which is a shockingly bad movie, but she is having so much fun in it. It's like, she's I like, I think I realized she was in I'm that. A vampire lady. And I'm going to be a vampire oh. lady. And she's like, all right, yeah, <laughs> I get to be mysterious and biting. And it's like, great. I'm like, okay. This woman is acting properly and she's beside Triple H, the wrestler. Like, <laughs> And Ryan Reynolds is in it. That's what I love about... Yes. That's what I love about Scream 3. She's like, I am having... I am I'm oh, yeah. doing this. I'm having the best time and I am going to be this ridiculous actress trying to be Gail Weathers. You have to take... With Scream 3, you have to take two things into consideration. One, Columbine had happened. So they had to remove any mention or background of a school and two they had they made it less bloody for that reason so they made it more meta so if you look at Mm -hmm. it as the more meta version rather than the more horror version of the family yeah it is really good yeah as a horror movie no as a meta ridiculous movie yes speaking of just uh meta ridiculous movies megan have you ever seen new nightmare the nightmare on elm street 1995 movie no i don't love the nightmare on elm series but please tell me yes i think you might enjoy this so it came out two years before screen obviously wes craven okay the first screen but it doesn't have kevin williamson writing it so it's wes craven attempting before he had somebody who knew how to write properly to write a meta uh, horror slasher movie. And the way he decided to go about doing it is it's set in the real world and the actress from the first Nightmare on Elm Street movie is being haunted by a demon Mm -hmm. who has taken (laughs) the form of Freddy Krueger. Robert Englund, Freddy Mm Krueger, is in the movie and basically he's just (laughs) angry that this demon is using his likeness without permission. <laughs> and it's about, uh, and it's just one of those funny things where apparently it's a world where everybody in the world knows who Heather Langenkamp is. They're like, oh my God, you're yeah. Heather Langenkamp from Nightmare on Elm Street. And <laughs> she's doing, like she's doing, she's on the, the day show for no reason other than to just talk about it. But she's been, and then the conceit is, that the entire time Wes Craven was writing, so Wes Craven is in it as himself, and he's having nightmares, but the whole time that he was writing these Nightmare on Elm Street movies, it was to stop this demon from being able to touch the real world, because he was creating these uh, fictional universes. I, 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 it's better than I'm making it sound, but it's also terrible. Okay. But Amazing. I yeah. think you would like it. I, I think you'd like that that whole meta thing that's going on with it. I will give it a shot if I could find it on streaming. Oh, it's it's on YouTube. 
I think. If you just type oh, it in, God. it's just there on YouTube okay. for free. I think somebody just uploaded wow. it. Like, um, okay. I don't think it ever. I don't think it made any money, which is why he went back to That's, directing yeah. somebody else's script. So funny. <laughs> wait, what was your ranking, Stephanie? Four. Oh, wait for Scream. Yeah. I I stopped one and three, and then I stopped. Oh, okay. So I have to like I have to think about it more, and I also okay. need to see five again. That's because I only saw it the one time. I like five a lot. Yeah. 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 So after you watch six, we'll talk about it. Maybe I'll have a ranking by then. Yeah. <laughs> cool. And Megan, you saw six? Wait. I have seen six, yes. Yeah. I need to see it again. Um, but at this point, I'll probably just wait for it to drop on streaming yeah. and yeah. watch it on repeat then. I will say it is bloodier. Um, and that there's so many Easter eggs. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. The the first thing, I was like, "Oh, hey!" <laughs> so much. Just, of it. we'll talk. So we might as well. So, guys, uh, what are we going to talk about Wait. next month? Wait, what are you, what are you reading, reading next? next? Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, I totally forgot about that. I will also read um the next book uh, that we talked about, um Our Last Echoes. I'll be reading that. Uh, I <laughs> will palette cleanse uh, with another David Gemma novel, and since I just read first. Chronicles of Just Legend, I will probably read Legend of Deathwalker. Um, and again, that'll be 20 odd years since I've actually read it. So it'll be nice to go back. Oh, and I, he better not make me cry again. Um, uh, and then I'm going to, as I said at the beginning, I'm going to be writing this month. So I might I might try and get a couple of little horror books in um, just because I want to write a horror story because I've never written one and I want to see yeah. what it's like. And we're all going to do awesome. it. And we're all going to get published. And nobody's going to write a bad one and have me publish filth on my own. Stephanie, you do not need to feel pressured to write, but also, if you want to, hell yeah. I cannot make the promise, but would love to, maybe as he so gets better with his naps. Yep, no, that's so fair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just want to reiterate, we are not putting that pressure on. Oh, yeah, no, obviously, I didn't mean that to sound like I was pressuring you, Stephanie. <laughs> No, no, you're good. Get out there and get some writing done. Like me, me a P man, Asala. She's only writing one book a year. Right. So what right. We- and so to help Ollie with wanting to read more horror, our next book for JBC is going to be a little bit of horror. We've got The Paul Bearers Club by Paul G. Tremblay. Heck yeah. So no really relation forward to, to that. Jacob. Uh, second time I've made that. As far as we know. today. <laughs> does anyone have anything they'd like to promote i do not <laughs> i do i want to promote yeah. Ooh, what do you got megan griffin and Why say me? congratulations to her and her friends for welcome to reddington winning like all the awards Thank you. right people yes. were talking about oh my god look at everything everywhere all at once winning awards i was like Welcome to Reading and said, hold my small oh, glass no. of wine while I go up and collect every single award possible. Oh. Now, I also just want to point out that special guest star in a in a debuting season should have been mine, but it's taken you several <laughs> months to get well, it. It's, it's been so long, was... it's changed names since I recorded it. The good news is... Well, first of all, thank you. Yes, and it is very weird to realize, like, be like, "Fuck yeah, I'm a game winning 
Award-winning <laughs> gamekeeper? Yeah, that's the You're worst. a game-winning award keeper. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but we did actually post on social media. Yeah, no, we did. We Let me stop first. Hold on. We won six awards over four categories, I think, is what it ended up being. I don't remember. We won they a lot of awards. gave her extra yes. awards. That's how good no. it was. There's four categories. Tick two more awards, they said. Mm-hmm. It was six cat. It was six awards in four categories. Um, I I got best yeah improv director, um, red and uh, Paige, who is the voice of Bloody Mary, both won for both uh, best guest. Um, Nick and Emily, who played Nihilus Wheeler and Cece uh, Stratos, won for best characters. And we won for best improv, and it's really fucking weird and really cool. Um, and we are coming back Very now cool. when this drops the end of March. Uh, we start back April 7th, um, and just dropped on social media our release schedule. So, um, if you look at it and see somewhere in June, uh, the uh, mystery eight. Uh, part ones of called Siren Nights. Uh, that will be when Ollie premieres. So yeah, Bud probably gonna be on the ballot for next year. Yeah. Oh, I I can't wait. Just to um, just for everybody listening, uh, I play a Boston cop, and as always, this is my Boston accent. Hello, I'm from Boston. So don't be expecting, <laughs> don't be that expecting a, a no, world no. class performance. No, 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 no. It is. <laughs> Hi, I'm Ollie from Boston. Like it's much deeper than your normal voice. Don't get me wrong. I'm very excited. Uh, uh, and also, really I also great. want to reiterate that I apologize to the editor because I spent the vast majority of those recordings just humming tunes in the background, <laughs> and I don't know if anybody else would hear it. It's just me, like. Silent nights and everyone's Oh, sorry, guys. What am I doing? Yeah, no, it's, it's. We actually were talking about it today. I got together with Alice and Alex to, and uh, it came up, and we're gonna see. Yeah, we're gonna see how it goes. But yeah, on top of that, um, do you have anything else to promote? Um, I would promote by the time this comes. Wait, no, this is coming out. In- Thursday. Uh, I, I'll be on Media Evil at some stage in the next two weeks. We'll be talking yeah. about Honor Amongst Thieves, the Dungeons and Dragons movie with Tracy Tanoff. Awesome. Uh, yay. And I'll probably also do an episode on Vox Machina season two. Nice. 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 Um, we talked a good bit about the Catholic Church this week. And what's funny is that I am playing a character on Hot Dice, uh, an actual play podcast um, that is co-run by my friend Isaiah, who plays Barnabas in Reddington. A lot of connections up in here. But anyways, he and his friends let me play Harleen Parker, who is a straight up bitch. And I love her. Um, She's a paranormal character in the Monster of the Week playbook. She's dating Bigfoot. And she doesn't believe in bishops. And that's about to become like episode three drops Wednesday. So I think like two days before this was released. Uh, And yeah, yeah, go enjoy her shenanigans. 
as well as the rest of the group. That is a lot of talented people. So I, yeah. I listened yeah. to there's two episodes of that I think with you out so far and yes. Dr. Megan. So yeah. I listened to Three Drops Wednesday. Yeah. So I listened to the first one and I'm halfway through the second one. It's really good. Like it is it's good. Oh, I'm so glad. Yay. I'm actually uh tonight uh do going to the listening party for episode three. Oh class. So. Oh fun. Yeah, excited. I love it. And you guys are also talented. <laughs> and by I going to, to virtually. i'm gonna have to give my train reading a pause and get back into podcasts i'm very excited for that also megan when are you gonna get stephanie into welcome to reddington (laughs) when (laughs) stephanie is ready and you know baby and all that but also like yeah probably we'll be poking for characters again soon um yeah yeah, I would definitely love to. Things yeah. are getting better with him for, for that. So yeah, writing is a little bit of more of a commitment. <laughs> no, that's totally fair. That's totally fair. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. good news is if you want to find any information out, it's all the same website now <laughs> as this podcast. Yay. <laughs> Which is, did we say the web? Did you, did we say the website? Uh, our website's always been judgingbookcovers.com. But, right. But it, uh, I don't think we've said it this episode. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> and don't, don't, don't you know. have an, we an have social media. website group as well? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now it falls under Feathered Frequency Productions, uh, which is the production company that uh, me, Alex, and Algie are starting up. Uh, our website's up and running for the most part on everything that is currently in production. So go check it out. Awesome. Yes. Yeah. And then we will see you guys all back next month with the Paul Bearers Club. Yeah. Hell yeah. I totally remember and yes. just in case um, Mia P. Mantala is showing this to her editors, we want more <laughs> longer books and no more Jai Courtney. So let that be. No more Jai no Courtney. Courtney. <laughs> Giant potato headed, muscly man. <laughs>